Welcome to Nintendo Dads episode 412, recorded on February 2nd, 2023. On tonight's episode, with special guest Andros from the Nintendo Pals, we talk about Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp possibly dropping. Uh, does that mean a Direct is coming? And what about this rumor that Nintendo has no heavy hitters after Tears of the Kingdom? What's that all about? Well, I'm excited to talk about it. All righty. Jesse, you know what to do. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, the peeps out there in the world. Welcome to the Nintendo Dads, episode 412. As our friend Andros said, coming in here. Yes, that was Andros who was doing the opener and not Justin, just in case you were confused, you know, thinking that was Justin. You know, I know they sound just alike, but no, it's my it. best Justin impression. Sorry, <laughs> eh? I didn't didn't do a better job. <laughs> so how are you doing, Andros? How's it I going? I'm fantastic. I'm so excited to be to be back on the show. I always love hanging out with you guys. Uh, Matt, last last I talked with you was in person in the flesh in New York City. Uh, wow. That has been that long, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, it we'll feels like it wasn't about, that long ago, but yeah, we'll we'll be talking about that shortly uh, in in the episode because I have a question about that. So, but we'll get to that later. Jesse, how you been doing? Pretty good. Now you're you're comparing uh, Andros to Justin. They, they do have the same amount of facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. speaking of the devil, what what is he popping in? I don't see Just, anything yet. Justin's popping in. Okay. He's not in. He's not fully in yet. He's only half in, apparently. Okay. That's what she said. Oh. Oh. This is this is the Nintendo Dads, not the Dads After Dark show, sir. Whatever. How Whatever. you doing, Justin? Good. How about you? Did we just start? We just started. Oh my gosh! And I'm just gonna have dinner while we're on the show. That's appropriate. All right. Podcast, cool. As long sure. as the mic is off and we don't hear a bunch of. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Welcome to Nintendo Dad's ASMR with Justin right. Masson. <laughs> I, got, I have some asparagus. <laughs> All right. Well, let's not let's not do that again. Says Peach. Before we get too dis- disturbing here, let's uh, let's move on to the news, shall we? Okay, do it. All right. Well, today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, but the news is brought to you by the patreon.com slash Nintendo dads. So a huge thanks to all our newest Patreons and all of our Patreons that have stuck with us through the years. Thank you so much for helping us to create more great Nintendo dads content and making our community a better place. So with that, let's get started with the news. First topic. Just, ju- Justin's giving a thumbs up while trip chewing on whatever foods he's got. So. <laughs> IGN reports that none of the big three console manufacturers will be at E3 this year. ESA, ESA releases a nothing burger statement that gives no clarity. That is Marty's input, by the way, in case you all aren't aware. <laughs> it sounds, it's a very Marty thing to say. What do you guys think of this? Uh, this potential of, uh, of, of a nothing burger. <laughs> of the of uh e3 well well 
Sony hasn't been there for several years anyway. Xbox, they haven't officially been either, but they've had like their own show across the street that if you have E3 credentials, they'll let you in. So they're E3, but not E3. So those two, I'm not all that surprised about. But the fact that they said Nintendo isn't even going to have a floor presence, that's yeah. what's I concerning mean- to me. And probably, that I don't know if there's any reason for me to go this year. Yeah, I mean, I think you know. Here's here'd be my commentary about it. When we saw, when we talk about them not being E3, what it is critical for people to understand is this means there's no presence on the show floor, right? This doesn't mean that they're not going to have a direct a presentation, something like that, yeah. in or around that time slot. Of yeah. course, they are because because Xbox and PlayStation that, have each had yeah media events that that well, previous weekend, even though they didn't have a show floor. Yeah, so I'm so still I'm, expecting a direct and whatever. Exactly. What essentially this is, is that Nintendo, Sony, and Xbox are saying we are not purchasing floor space within the convention center to show off games that you would come see, play, and all of this. Um, I don't, I, you know, I, I think we're going to combine this later with, with kind of, it, I think it dovetails very nicely in another news article along the lines of like, you know, what I've heard a lot this week is like, Nintendo is nothing big after Breath of the Wild. And if that's a true statement, they have nothing to really show off and really hype and promote. And we know it's coming out in May, then potentially they wouldn't have a show floor presence in June. The other part of it that we have to remember is that events like E3 to be on the floor space is a big budget number. Like it is a big ticket cost. And yeah. in a in a current economy where we're talking about recessions and we're talking about bottom lines, this is a cost that do we need to be able to 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 can we save, right? And if we have nothing really, really big, nothing that we think we need to fly our flags on, do we need to do that? And I think the other part of it probably being Nintendo has come out of a pandemic where they haven't had a show floor for three years. And like, yeah, we still do well. Do you know what I mean? Like we still sell really well. So what value does this add financially to us? Probably not a lot. And and so I'm not overly shocked by this. Um, I think the other part of it is, is there is this conflicting space in regards to the summer game fest as well. Right. So d- it is, is what's going to happen. Jeff Keeley's gonna be like, by the way, the summer games fest, Nintendo's going to be there, right? Is there some sort of exclusivity that was signed some sort of deal? Now we know that on the ESA board for E3 are members of Nintendo, Sony and Xbox. So they're all vested in it. Right. Um, so it's very interesting to see again, is this, you know, I think everyone's going to be like, well, E3 is dead. Have E3 cycle around again. Let's have this conversation next year. But it is a worrisome point in regards to fan engagement, in regards to bringing people together. So I think it's an inter- interesting conversation. It'll be fascinating to see where it goes. Um, but I think this may be a sign that Nintendo may not have anything they really feel like they can fly their flag on um, for the next year. And so they just don't feel like they have to be there. Andros, what do you think? Yeah, what do you got, Andros? I think that IGN may have sensationalized their headline a bit here. The big three aren't coming when, like Jesse said, uh, Sony wasn't going to be there anyways. They haven't been there forever. Uh, And Xbox has always kind of been adjacent. And I think they're still planning on doing that based off the comments Phil Spencer has made. Uh, I don't know. Like so many people are corroborating this rumor. Um and and IGN reporting on it, but you know, so many people corroborated that Switch Pro deal, and that was 
you know, kind of not quite what <laughs> what was being advertised. I, I watched a, a, a short by Kit from the Kit and Krista podcast where he talked about he, he would be very surprised if they weren't going to have any presence at an E3 showing just because of how vested Nintendo is with ESA. But yeah, who knows? I, I, yeah. I, I don't he- want to see it go away. I, I think it's a good thing, but I, I don't, I, I, I don't yeah, know. And he also mentioned Nintendo is one of the most secretive companies out there. So just because we don't know that they, what they don't have coming doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. So a member of our community, JDP Cart 18. Jamie, oh, Jamie. Yeah. He said that with the big three's decision not to go to E3 this year, is the, the is this decision the death of something that has been predictable for years? A June Nintendo Direct? I'd say yes. What do you guys think? Is the decision the death of something that has been predictable for years? I think we'll still have a summer direct at some point. It may not be June. Okay. Again, this will be three weeks after Zelda comes out, so I'm sure they'll still be in that marketing hype. But, you know, post-Zelda, again, we don't really know what's going on. We know a few games are coming out. Pikmin 4 is out there. We don't know. We don't have a date, but I'm sure they've got more stuff coming. Yeah, I think. I think. I think if you're a, if you're, I'm gonna say this. If you're if you're confident that you've got a banger that like is gonna like break records, it's gonna like be the be the flag that everyone's talking about. It's the top pop item. Then you show up at E3. If you don't. Then you plan your own direct another time where you don't have to compete with anybody else's noise and you can own that moment. The pandemic and the ability to digitalize the content and digitalize their PR promotion that everyone has transitioned to has allowed for them to understand they don't need to be in that pocket anymore. They don't need to compete against whatever, you know, uh, Sony's showing up with 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 Spider-Man or, hey, here's more information about, you know, Gears of War 6. By the way, we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. We can literally wait two weeks and have our own direct and own our own minute, right? We can own, we can own that PR conversation as opposed to everybody being in the same room, loud, yelling as loud as they can to be hopefully heard by everybody else. They don't need to compete in that space anymore. Nobody needs to compete in that space anymore, which all of a sudden changes the need for something like a physical event like E3. However, there is the like the downside to that is that the small guys get lost because they were built e3 is built around this connecting point where um smaller studios and indie games and different things could be at the same place as these big tentpole games so if if those if that isn't there i i feel like that hurts potential for these smaller companies and games um nintendo has like a good alternative with the indie world showcase and they they seem like they work pretty well with with showing off partner stuff in their directs but i i do worry about uh, a lot of those I, I think i think e3 has value and I, I don't think that's what justin wasn't saying it doesn't have value but that is a downside like it's an upside for the businesses themselves they're like i don't want to compete with anybody else but a bummer for the people that wanted to be there with those <laughs> I think if done right, though, too, uh, those smaller companies, smaller um, 
publishing houses and developers, uh, if done right, if ESA does it right at E3, especially with working with that company that's done like PAX stuff, I think, if I remember correctly, um, there still could be the potential that those big companies will be there but they don't have to worry about their own show floor. They'll, they'll, the only thing they have to worry about is looking for the next hot thing. So yeah, that could true. give them the opportunity to walk around without worrying about their own shows, their own conferences or whatever. They can go around and check that stuff out. And the first thing I thought of when, when they said that Nintendo may not have a strong second half is, okay, is, okay, what are their resources working on if not games for 2023? They're working on launch titles for the successor. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. And I think we mentioned it before when we talked about predictions, you know, kind of jokingly. And even last year, because everything was slow in a bit towards the end there, uh, that is it possible that they're doing the same type of thing that they did with the Wii U where it was like, okay, hey, Let's hold off. You know, we're going to ramp down the switch. Let's hold off on releasing any titles or, hey, this title looks like it's going to be really cool. Let's put this on switch Two instead. So let's tweak the development there and take our time to push all those games out like they did with the switch in the first couple of years where it's just like, bam, we get that huge, great launch at the beginning. I could see that. I could I I could see them doing something like that, but I don't think it's now. I I feel like we're kind of at peak uh and I my my predictions were we're not seeing a new system this year or or next, maybe end of next year for 2025. Could be wrong. And there's been rumors circul- circulating that they're going to be ramping up production of the Switch around the time frame of tears of the kingdom um now that i think that was reported by bloomberg and i trust them about as far as i can throw them <laughs> uh at this point i <laughs> right after you after that them switch as far pro as you can throw kotaku <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that switch pro fiasco that they really drummed up was just i i'm like how could we trust them at all but if those rumors are true and they are ramping up production on nintendo switches that it doesn't make sense for them to be winding down i don't know i think what we gotta watch is zelda right zelda always marks the new system <laughs> so yes so we got tears of the kingdom and then they'll be like all right it's out for both next systems. next <laughs> that, that used to be kirby's job but he's had like five games this generation <laughs> right throughout the history so it's kind of hard to tell there's yeah. another one coming up in a few months I mean, but how wild would it be if there is no Star Fox game on the Switch, but there was one on the Wii U? How, how did how does that work? Um, it's quite simple, actually. It's because Star Star Fox sucks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to be talking about Nintendo some more later on, so let's move the whole on. Podcast with... about Nintendo. Why are we talking about it later? It's the whole show. <laughs> it's literally say, in the title. title. Let's well, talk about Nintendo, Nintendo later. Dad's podcast. No, now we're we're back. Let's let's talk about. What? We're going to talk about another talking? Nintendo thing then. Super oh. Nintendo World Mario Kart ride to have a waistline requirement. Riders must have a waistline less than forty inches, about a hundred centimeters. 
That's approximately oh. a weight limit of 200 pounds. I saw that so wrong. I thought I thought it said more. I was like, average to- weight of an American adult is 180 to 200 pounds, and average weight of a Japanese adult is 140 to 150 pounds. Oh yeah, you I- can tell this ride is to, was designed by Japanese engineers. If they're, if just the design of the ride takes out half of the potential, <laughs> half of the American audience, all the American right. audience. I sure is. Even yeah, the. The lowest weight I've ever been in t- the last 20 years, you know, back in 2018, I, I still w- did not have a 40-inch waist. So, <laughs> yeah, right, sure as hell don't have one now. <laughs> that's going to be tough uh, for a lot of people, for sure. Especially, yeah, like you said, here in America. <laughs> are they going to have? Are they going to have one of those like, you know, you know, when you go up to the rides and you have to, the kid has to stand there. Yep, and it's like above, but it'll be width. width. I don't know yeah. what they're gonna do, <laughs> but and you have to like stand next to it. <laughs> there's gonna be a width oh. one, yes, for sure. Sorry, bud, you're too wide to ride this ride. Yeah, it's gonna be very interesting to see. It's gonna be a terrible job. <laughs> Forgets that job, right? Yeah. yeah. So again, one of the things I was, you know, if I was going to E3, one of the things I was thinking about doing is going to visiting Super Nintendo World. I don't know if they have any other rides besides this as as significant rides. So I wouldn't even be able to do this. So so I'm like, okay, that's kind of like two strikes against. They don't have the, they don't have the Yoshi's journey ride for California. Nope. They only have one. Yeah. I was listening to a bunch of the, uh, the, the coverage. It's only one ride. It's the VR thing. Just gotta wait for the, the uh, Florida one to open. That's all. It's gonna be much bigger. <laughs> we can all go down. Everything's bigger shack in Florida up with Andros. Yep. And yeah. then, uh... <laughs> Episode five hundred. We're hanging out at Andros' house. <laughs> Heck yep. yeah! Everybody, come on over. <laughs> all right. Next up, Nintendo game vouchers available to North American NSO subscribers. Finally, after being available everywhere else. And only limited in North America when it when it first came out. You excited, no, I Jesse? <laughs> I, I I am. I I have not seen their official video talking about it, so I don't know if there's a deadline or if this is something that they're always going to have from here they on. They mentioned out. a deadline, if I recall. But well, they mentioned that if once you buy them, they're good for twelve months, they're and that months. that that's always been the case. But I just don't know if there's a deadline for when you can actually buy them yeah uh, a hack from one of the mods over on uh nintendo pals um monkey thunder it was like i i bought the vouchers originally with discounted uh e-shop cards so so you can get things even like steeper discounts by stacking yeah and i've mentioned this before i bought vouchers from japan last year taking into account the strength or lack thereof of the yen I basically got my 10,000 yen card for just over 90 bucks. And so I, I've, I've redeemed one. I still have one that I have yet to redeem. That will likely be for Zelda. But again, without knowing what else is coming, I'm not going to buy any North American vouchers yet. 
but I will keep it in the back of my mind once we get more announcements and we know what's coming, then I likely will, just because why why not save 20 bucks when you can, right? Right. I do have one that I want to get that's on the list, and that's the uh, um, Bayonetta Origins game. So... That's one I definitely would like to get my yeah, hands on I'm, I'm, with the it, Yeah, it hasn't announced yet just because it doesn't have a release date, but I'm sure Pikmin 4 will be available. It, pretty much, if it's a Nintendo published game, it's eligible to be a voucher. Yeah. Yep. And But that's the other scary part, like we talked about earlier, is the potential of nothing else coming out the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was originally going to get... Uh, uh, but the Mario and Rabbids with my second voucher, but Nintendo didn't publish it in Japan, so I couldn't. Mm-hmm. It was not eligible in to, to to be redeemed. Gotcha. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, if uh, Andros, well, is there Mike, any games that you Mike, saw that you would want to get? I I don't I don't think I will pick up the vouchers uh, because for the first party big titles, I like to get a physical copy. I'm okay. still I'm still in that boat. I, I get almost all my indie games digitally, but for a big first party game, I I just like to have that. Makes like, sense. Yeah. So like it doesn't entice says, you enough to go digital on the first parties. I, I don't think so. Saving saving ten bucks per game, and especially for like a lot of places, you can, can find ways to get discounts through buying different stores and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's a great deal if you're digital if you're all digital sure yeah mikey in the chat says it feels like the vouchers are more for the games already released well that's just because we don't know what's coming yet (laughs) but yeah pretty much if if it's a nintendo published future or present it's it'll be eligible there are a few games that some people just if they didn't catch it on a sale say they wish you know they could get it for cheaper this is one way to do it. Mm-hmm. If you didn't pick up that Nintendo game that you've been wanting to pick up, you could save, you know, yeah. 10 bucks on it. <laughs> I think when they, the, the year that they did have them available, I think with 20, 2017, 2018 or so, I forget when, when I, I bought three sets of vouchers and so to, to get six games with them. And yep. it, it works. <laughs> so yep. wait, that's a, that's a combined savings of, $60. A whole other game. Yes. One free game. <laughs> Pretty much. Like a punch card. You buy five, you get one free. And then yes, I still get, and I still got the 5% worth of gold points on my $300 of purchases. I, when when I say it like that, it, it almost doesn't seem worth it. Like, man, you got to buy six games for it to cover another game, but whatever. It's, it's, it's it's something, you know. We'll take, we'll take our pennies. Well, again, if if, you, if you're looking at the how, how the gold coin gold points work, that's like you have to buy twenty games to get one free. So. <laughs> yes, and those expire. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got new bundles, including DLC from older games available on eShop, like Animal Crossing New Horizons bundle, which has the game plus DLC for $84.98 USD. Or the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe bundle, which has the game and the booster course pass for $84.98 as well. So obviously interesting that they're doing that. 
you know, meant for people who don't have NSO Plus expansion pack, since the DLC for both of those games are included. <laughs> that and oh. plus, it's interesting that they're doing that, uh, and not they didn't do it during the holidays. Oh, you mean we should bundle and highlight with DLC our two largest games right before the end of the financial year? Why would we do that? <laughs> right. Boost sales, folks. Boosting Boom. sales. Right. So, yep, this is all strategic placement. That's why you're here, Justin, to you know give us those business details. So, Fontes in the <laughs> chat says in the Canadian eShop has the vouchers for 133 Canadian dollars. Correct. Funny part was that they actually sent out an email earlier this week saying, hey, the vouchers are back, but they gave us the U.S. prices. Oh, uh, and I was <laughs> oh like, what a tease. I was like, that's nope. Nope, that is not right. That is not right. So it was like a hundred USD, and then we got an email today, and it was a big oops. Sorry, sorry, eh? That should actually be uh, should actually be a hundred and thirty four dollars and some poutine with some timbits, eh, ya hosers? And then we're all like, that's that's okay, eh? We have free medical, and then we're like, okay. Yep, that's what that like, extra... keep your keep your stick on the ice, eh? Sorry that I read the email that you sent. Sorry. That's what that extra $33 is for to help yeah. pay for the health care. <laughs> I, I, I want to go back to this, to these bundles. These mm-hmm. don't save any money. No, no, they don't. <laughs> this is no, exactly no, no. the all, same it's price. All about, it's not about saving monies, Andros. It's about strategically uh, making something accessible. And hey, you haven't bought this yet. Revenue. You should buy it now. <laughs> like, it's the exact like when I see bundles, I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm going to get a discount like like it's it's, you know, you go you you go to to the Costco and you're like, oh, I get that the mega pack. It's more expensive, but but it saves me. This does nothing. This is, I might, you might as well just buy them. It Nintendo, does I mean, nothing right Nintendo now. Nintendo is the cost in the future. Pay the, pay the premium premium to go in for the deals, but there's zero deals. There's never a deal. And as a matter of fact, it's actually more expensive than the other shops. Yeah. That's that's the Costco that we shop at. Oh, when, when Nintendo <laughs> does their once a year big sale, there will be a probably discount on this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not the Costco. It's the Costmo. Oh, oh, dad <laughs> joke. <laughs> Can we now get a I'm there's got to be a there has got to be a, a show title somewhere in there. But I'm thinking, like, can we have a picture of a Costco representative with Doug Bowser's head on him? I don't know. I'm just thinking. <laughs> Doug Bowser looks like he shops at Costco. He's a Kirkland brand guy. Oh, for sure. Man, nothing, nothing better than a good Kirkland uh, quarter zip. You know what I'm saying? That's a yeah. great. It's a, I mean, this right. I'm not going to lie to you. This hoodie right now. This is an Eddie Bauer hoodie. Costco. Yep. Yeah. Yep. $15. I won't get into it now. This might be a good post-show story, but uh, remind me to talk about Costco later. Oh, man. So now if you are a Patreon producer, or sorry, Patreon member, you can get that content ad-free <laughs> as a pre- and post-show. But if you're not, that's a teaser. And head over to patreon.com slash Dads <laughs> to subscribe to get Je- Jesse's story about Costco. And Boy, that, we're upselling our that, value and, just like Costco. And, that, and that, that requires a $10 or more membership for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Next piece of Nintendo news. New Super Mario movie clip shows off Cat Mario and Donkey Kong Speaks. What do you guys think of that clip? <laughs> now you die. <laughs> I, like that. I was yes. like, yes, I agree with Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. 
again, he's Canadian. I like Donkey Kong. You have my full support. But just as Mario talks, I'm like, God, it just like every time. Like I wasn't hating Chris Pratt, and I'm not going to go on a on a on a Chris Pratt hate train on this. But it just feels like you just. I feel like you're phoning it in a little bit. I feel like you're not trying as hard. I feel like I feel like Seth Rogen just stole the scene that was 15 seconds. And I wonder if every single scene with Mario and anyone else is going to happen that way. That's how it well, happens in the games. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Mario, but, but, Mario is like vanilla plain nothing. Yeah, well, it's fair. But, but now we have the comparison between Mario saying meow and Sonic saying meow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, is this that a is conspiracy? Is this a wait? What's? I need that like that uh, mystery music from. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope, nope, not that one. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of the X Files. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking X Files. Well, that's, that's the best I can do. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm disappointed that you don't have the X uh, X Files theme song, you know, circa never, 1994 actually, on your soundboard, readily I available for whatever deep cut. Never watched the show on purpose. You've never watched the X Files? No. Oh, I thought you were talking about this show. <laughs> I never watched this show. I was like, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knows know, the okay. quality. He knows. <laughs> Be sure to check out patreon.com slash Nintendo Dads. Good thing that Manscaped money keeps are you, going. Are you guys still excited for the Mario movie? Though? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah. This, clip, this clip got me hyped. I, I mean, I, I was I was okay with Chris Pratt. I, me I was not expecting to see Cat Mario in a where the movie was supposedly going to be like an, a, an origin story of sorts. A Cat Mario was not what I was expecting to see. Yeah, but you know, so, but I think the the nice part about it is it just it just kind of shows like whatever we think of for the Mario world is like there's so much material that they could reference, right? That like oh yeah, Count Ca- Mario, yeah, that makes total sense, right? Like yep, that would do it, right? Like just as like when we see stuff with like Rainbow Road, oh yeah, like like just they know this obviously they have referenced the source material, so anything goes. Right, which I think is is a great thing for us as fans, or like the amount of Easter eggs in every single scene, right? Like this is probably one of those things that when it comes out on DVD or streaming, like here are the here are the ninety five reference Easter eggs from this video. <laughs> Click big here, circle. subscribe, big right? circle, yeah. big red arrow, zoom yeah. in on so, Mario's mustache. So now that pretty much any power up is is on the table, I want to yep. see swimming with a frog suit and ice skating with a penguin suit. Nice. I want to mm-hmm. see what Super Mario 2 reference they have. Like, I want Wart to show up somewhere in the game. They'll probably just pick up a turnip and chuck it, and there's your reference. That could be, yeah, yeah, that could be. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there will be music. I mean, like, that's the thing that I'm noticing in all the trailers is the score is oh, yeah. beautiful. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really hoping they're going to release that soundtrack. And I know it's like we all know the songs, <laughs> right? But, like, but even even like even if you just listen to the first like let's watch the first trailer, close your eyes and just listen to the audio, just listen to the score, listen to how they've redone the opening. Like it is like it they like is good. Yeah, it, it it as the kids say nowadays, it slaps. <laughs> right, I think that's what <laughs> they say now. Right. They did a couple Coop, years ago. 
Koopa Kid 80 says this, this is the power ups he wants to see frog suit, Tanuki suit, and big green boot. Or uh, already, think, we've already seen Tanuki suit. Yeah. Kuro, so so that, that's, yeah. I think uh, he's referring to Karibo's shoe. Mm-hmm. God bless you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For sure. All right. We got two last items that are kind of downers. So we'll end it there on those. Look at the then... Sarah McLaughlin's. I will remember. Are you ready? Yes. We're ending on downers. <laughs> Rumbleverse, once rated for the Switch, will close down a little over six months from launch. And Knockout City is also shutting down its servers as of June 6th. People shutting down left and right. Are you guys? Are you guys sad? Are you guys gonna cry? Do we need a it's moment? Almost, it's almost. It's almost as if there's too many of these live type service of games. games. Yes. Rumbleverse was. Go ahead, Andros. I think that these are. It's it's lame that they just can it. I I would like to see you know people people put money into these live service games for skins, costumes, uh, maybe even like new modes, levels, depending on what what you're playing. And I would like to see a final update that just makes the game an offline game, a a playable, like full package game. Interestingly enough, Andros, the folks over at Knockout City. Now, this news is breaking relatively early, uh, like an hour ago. Their update is that they are actually going to be developing uh, a PC version of Knockout City that can transition over and it will be off. It'll allow for offline connection um, and it will always, always be available. <laughs> um, but they're closing down the other servers. So they are transitioning. And I don't know if you're able to transition your account or however it works. I just briefly read it, but yeah. Yeah. yeah it sounds like you're, you're going to have the ability to create your own private server. Yeah. Which like that should be the standard but the standard seems to be shut down can it gone like, like it's it's dead gone away yeah. we'll get well, it to the point the, like what this now. was a standard back in 2003 so <laughs> we'll get it to the point like knockout city is doing but also allow the community to take it over i think as well to where because you got a lot of people who may be into a game maybe not necessarily these two but at least allow the opportunity for the community to take over and create their own levels and stuff like that um, sometimes people communities do that. This is really interesting because this news this week follows another set of announcements throughout the week regarding games that are coming offline. Apex Legends Mobile, uh, EA is canceling. It has been out, out for about a year now or just shy of a year. I think 10 months. They're shutting it down. So that's Apex Legends Mobile. Uh, Battlefield Mobile, I think they have stopped development on it. And last or this last fiscal quarter quarter uh, revenues for Apex Legends uh, is down s- substantially as well. Uh, also, also what ended up happening was that EA ended up canceling a single player or sorry, single player storyline first person shooter on the Apex Legends Titanfall universe. What we're seeing is a little bit of these is if it comes to market and it doesn't it doesn't hit. Right. Like there's a little like it's a little bit of actual like like I know I know it's kind of frustrating because it's like, okay, well, I've put money into it and and now I'm taking it offline. But I think what we're seeing from companies is is kind of like minimal viable product, kind of quick lessons learned. Let's get it done. We put it out. Did it meet our sales numbers? No. Shut it down. 
And I know that that is cold from a player's perspective, but from a business perspective, cut your losses, run, go. Do it again. What did we learn? Do it again. But at this stage of the game, no life services will ever satisfy them. No, I, even well, I mean, if it's every, good. It, everyone's it chasing. Everyone's chasing the Fortnite, right? Like, right. like let's let's put that as the standard. Like everyone's chasing that and can't meet it. Um, but but so, even if one does, sells well, it never will be well enough. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a you know it's it's challenging. I also Looking I also you Ubisoft. Yeah, I mean Ubisoft's great for that. <laughs> Ubisoft is. I mean, but so EA is saying like, yeah, we're we're like we're challenged by this. For four years, folks, Apex Legends did really great in the space they were in. They were kind of eating, they were, it was kind of like Fortnite, COD, Apex were kind of in that conversation. Guess what? New Dog came onto the scene in October, Overwatch 2, right? Drew a lot of eyes away from Apex um, because they have an open community. They have good communication. They have regular updates, new maps, new players. They came in really well. They're making adjustments to their battle pass. Guess what? Apex has been stuck at the same level, the same routine, the same maps. They introduce a new character. It's unbalanced. They're not listening to the community. And I think I think it's dying on the vine. And I think that you see this with all these other live services. You have to hit. You have to be big. And if you don't, we're out of here. Um, and that's kind of the market. And, and unfortunately, it's not great. But that is a that is a that is a that is a market based on bottom lines that you have to come back to results for stockholders, and so it sucks. Mm-hmm. But that's the way it goes. I I just think that the the like making it an offline possible game or or something that can like transfer that credit to like why not? Because then you can just leave that up there and it'll just pe- people can still buy it, mm-hmm. you know, for, to play the offline version of the game, but. Then again, you know, a lot of these games kind of build around, they are completely built around online multiplayer, a lot of these live service yeah. games. Uh, so, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to see, like, to to know what the best thing to do is for the communities and for the businesses. And those are just not going to align, I think, a lot of well, them. And I and I think I think Knockout City had it. Yeah, I think Knockout City was a great game. We had a lot of fun with it, I think. Um but it was a game that you were like, oh, this is a weekend or two, maybe, right? Or like, hey, guys, a fun little tournament. Let's play this. We did, we did play a tournament with the Mega Dads. Um, one of the challenges with Knockout City originally it was it was a pay game, right? You had to you you had to pay it to start off with, and then they transitioned to free to play with a battle. Like you're you kind of like, I'm not saying you can't switch streams, but I think you just begin to get, kind of get lost in, the, in, in everything else. And again, when when you have so many online service games that like vying for your attention, you kind of have to be like, you have to be perfect. You have to be the best because that's where your time is going. And we know, we, I mean, freaking look at Twitch, right? Just look at where people are watching. It's Fortnite, Apex, COD, Overwatch, Valorant, right? Like those are the games. And so you, you, it's tough. It's tough to do it. Yeah. If, if a game has, advertises itself as a live service game that is a giant negative to me and i won't touch it uh you know i was excited for suicide squad kills the justice league it turns out that might be a live service game as well they're going to screw it up like square enix screwed up avengers yeah so yeah. Um, 
putting the model on games that it doesn't need to be on is is yeah, yeah. big problem. Yeah, that that development company has put out several great single player games in the past. I was hoping for another great single player game. If that's not what this is going to be, I am out. Marvel's Avengers is such a great reference there, Jesse. Right? Like you have you have one of the hottest IPs in the world, if not the hottest. Marvel's IP right now. It's not the 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 MCU, but it's Marvel, and you know these characters. You have connection. You have a fantastic developer in Crystal Dynamics, right? Who's done a great job. These should be no brainers, right? These should be like easy. Yep, got it for sure. Have success and 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 they couldn't, right? They couldn't land the marks. They couldn't deliver the promises, like. And inevitably it died on the vine. And, and, and the other part of it was Square Enix was super open about that very early. They did not meet our sales expectations, right? Because your sales expectations is, is, is ridiculous what you're measuring it to. Right? If you think about it, Fortnite is a game that's slowly built to where it was. It originally was a single player game. And they're like, oh, there's this battle royale thing because of, of this game called PUBG. Let's try this fun idea. And then it snowballed. Then it became something they couldn't maintain, right? It started as a single player game. And they added a fun function. And now it's the biggest thing out there. Yep. This this topic is really interesting to me because you know, with with the end of a live service game, you're sort of forced to stop playing it, right? <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore; it's not available. But on the flip side, how many of us have games on our Switch that we played one time and we have not ever played again since? Yeah. Uh so is it any different than like those games that are sitting at the back of the shelf gathering dust? Like at least well, on, on those ones, you could, could go back and play it again, yeah, but the difference are is, you going to? The difference is I choose to not touch it again, as opposed to the publisher telling me I can't touch it anymore. Yeah. So, so where I was going to go with this guy, a question for you guys. Was Nintendo right in how they handled Mario 35 in making it a live service game that was short term? And it was intent. It was intended always to be short term. And is is that the way that companies should be going? Should they be upfront with uh, this is going to be a short thing, and then if it I takes off, like I Fortnite, Mario thirty. Go. I don't look at Mario thirty five as a live service game because it doesn't because evolve and doesn't change. There was no monetization to that whatsoever. It's, there's no monetization. No monetization model. It's an online play game. Sure, but but the the principle of it was a game. And then gone. gone. It's yeah. it's Zach. Yeah. You can't play it at all anymore. Yeah. The, the, if other companies started doing this, they would also have to not monetize it because who is going to put money into a game that is not going to exist in six months? Actually, no one in Andres, their right mind. Andres, what I thought you were actually going to go with was towards Justin and his his thought of making Splatoon three a live service game. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going to go with that. Oh. <laughs> So, Mario Justin, Kart, would you make that. Splatoon 3 still service game, yeah. <laughs> considering well, yeah. all this going on? Koopa Kid has a question. Will Nintendo put a live service game in the ring? And I would say they already have with that stupid soccer game. <laughs> the, oh, with Mario Strikers? Yeah. A live service. I would, again, I wouldn't say it's a live service game. A, li a, li a live service game to me has a perpetual amount of things changing. It has a large online community. Uh, there is a model that there are seasonal events that that indicate changes to locations, maps, or characters, 
There is a um, a monetization model outside of the regular dynamics of the game. Um, Always has to be connected. And there is no uh, single player aspect to it. So if you look at that, there is. So if you use those as my qualifications, there's nothing Nintendo does that that does that. Tetris 99. That Nintendo, or is that actually published by? Okay, maybe maybe close ish. Well, yeah, there's. The, but still, yeah. that one doesn't have any monetization outside of re- needing the yeah. subscription. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 the it's the idea that a game never ends, right? There is no end to. I mean, you could argue. You, I mean, you could argue that, that Splatoon's ends. Splatoon's on <laughs> online function with their semi battle pass is sort of a games a live game service or live game. Nintendo Switch Sports-ish? Yeah, all right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that, Andros. I mean, that, that's straight up a battle pass, but and yeah. it's all, all limited time, but not nearly as much changing. I, I think they're dipping their toes. Maybe they will. Maybe they will decide, all right, Smash Bros. Ultimate's done. Now it's time for Smash Bros. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could it could be, right? Like, I mean, I'm I'm very shocked they never did it for Mario Kart. I thought Mario Kart would lend itself very well to a, to a live service, like put tracks, you know, put tracks into a rotation every once in a while that are available. Right. Maybe you can purchase them, purchase different skins for your cars or vehicles, right? Different Mario Kart tour, different emotes when you win, right? Like all kinds, like, like, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. You could, you could end up adjusting. It's Um, it's tour. You're describing tour. I am. Yeah. It's a hundred (laughs) percent. But I don't, I, I don't know how well that's even done. So maybe maybe the toe dipping isn't showing success and they're like not going to go with it. I hope they don't. I, I don't want Nintendo to develop a live service game. Uh, I think everything's going to die except for like Fortnite and what other game? Ep- anything Epic owns. <laughs> you know, like, well, here's the funny part. Epic is the ones that own Rumbleverse. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't realize that. Neither I'm pretty sure I. they do. Let's verify that one. I'm pretty sure it's Epic who owns Rumbleverse. But I don't want to be they because it's Rocket League. Yeah, they acquired Rocket League and Fortnite and um, Fall Guys. Yeah, developed by Iron Galaxy, published by Epic Games. Publ- oh, published by Epic. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still surprising. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that we talked about that. Uh, and uh, hopefully we give it its its due. <laughs> so yeah, that's the end of this segment. We that we're we're shutting it down. Uh, <laughs> this live service segment didn't work out. Uh, yes. We didn't get enough subscriptions. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah. Onto you, you didn't all have the Nintendo Dad's Battle Pass. Yes, that's coming up next. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Nintendo Dad. Jesse skins. It's free to play, but then you have to buy the Battle Pass. You get the Jesse skins. <laughs> Game release and updates. It's it's that tingle hat hood of yours. Yeah, that's exactly it. Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe may include new epilogue content according to the text shown on the back of the box. Release is February 24th. What do you guys think? I thought you said we were ending with bad news. This No. I I said we're getting away from the bad news. We we gave it its due. With with happy. Okay, I see, I see, I see. This is cool. This is cool. More content? I'm I'm down for this. This is like what they did with um, Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. It's like a little mini extra game with it. Yes. Yeah. And 
it'll be interesting to see if it's uh like kind of like what we were hoping with what you just talked about with Bowser's Fury, maybe an insight to what the future may hold for Mario and that this could be what could be the future of something for Kirby. We'll see. But that's it. That's the news for tonight. On to our ad break with Manscaped. Hey, folks. Support Nintendo Dads is brought to you by Manscaped. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. If you're watching this live right now, you might see my beard is looking nice and trim and tight. Do you know why? It's because I have been using Manscaped's new Pro Hedger, or sorry, Beard Hedger Pro Kit. And let me tell you, that's right, folks. Now, breaking news, Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. Uh, they are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trimmer to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard, beard hedge, Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make sure your drapes match the carpet by going over to manscaped.com and using the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm you know, obviously, if you're watching this live, I do not have a beard. But I'm going to tell you my, my, my shaving routine because I don't grow a beard. I very regularly, I do hate shaving. Like, I hate just like the razor shave. I dislike it. Not great. So I always have this kind of five o'clock shadow that's going on. So guess what? I used the beard head trimmer that, that showed up and uh, put it down on the 0.5. And I had a bit of shag. And let me tell you, it was the best trim I have ever had to my beard ever. Uh, it felt nice. It feels like it's a great length. It didn't snag or pull or any of that when I was in the shave. Um, it was absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. So much that my wife was like, oh, wow, you shaved. And that looks that looks really good. And I was like, yes, yes, I did. It looks fantastic. If you want to look as good as I do without a beard, you should head over to manscaped.com. Again, use the promo code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. What is wrong with you, Tim? Honestly, honestly, what is wrong with you? For those of you that are not watching us live... Tim has brought out what appears to be little doll hands and he's touching about? his beard. And if you're talking about a beard, is, I'm taking care of is, my beard. It see? is so nice. creepy. <laughs> like it's, it's like tiny, tiny, tiny dancer, Tim, tiny hands. Tim is what we're going to call him now. Um, <laughs> yes. That is, that don't is make fun just... of my tiny hands. Come on. But, are, but they're Jeez. so tiny. They wouldn't be able to hold the amazing beard hedge pro kit that manscaped has sent you. I'll just have to do it with two hands. I two use hands. two hands and hold it two like hands. this. And go. Andros Manscaped sent you one of these as well, correct? Uh, no. But I don't have a beard, so I don't well, need this one. Is, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I don't have a beard, so I. Uh, but I can, I can say that with the Manscaped products that I do have, their razors are fantastic. So yeah. it is, it, it's going to be high quality. The other, nice sure. part, the other nice part about the, the razor uh, is it's actually waterproof. So you can shave in the shower to avoid all the hair in the sink as well, which is great. I love that about Manscaped. So that is a fantastic thing about theirs. And they've got some fantastic beard shampoo and conditioner. Jesse, Tim, have you tried any of these, these products? Um, uh, go ahead, Jesse. I, I have not yet 
tried the beard care products. I, I did. I did uh, open up the uh, the trim. Actually, I did. I did open up the trimmer, set it to about a three, and kind of did a trim of my mustache area. Yep. And that that worked well. Uh, and I want to keep this the, my this part long, so uh, I'm not going to. But I mean, I I, w- I would assume that you'd be able to use the beard oil or beard I, palm that's part of I, that gift basket. I do plan on doing that. I just haven't had a chance to yeah. yet. It also has some fantastic shampoo and conditioner, which we always know is, is good for, for beard hairs as well. I'm sure, Tim, you'd be a man who'd use a lot of beard shampoo and conditioner. I would totally use that, but I haven't received mine yet. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Again, head over to manscaped.com. Use that promo code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. Big thanks to Manscaped for their continued support and the amazing beard treatment kit that I've received. Back to you, Tim. I did order some on my own because I do want to try it. And I was willing to use, you know, my own money to get it with the Nindad's code, by the way, to get 20% off. But I got it. Part oh, of if my only hygiene. I'd used the code, then I'd have one here too. I left out a, part of the hygiene package or whatever they have there, the, mm-hmm. the peak hygiene. So I added it so that I could try out that stuff because i'm really curious about it and want to try it too. Yeah. The Manscaped products are excellent. I use, so, I use mine, my, my, uh, trimmer all, all the time yeah i'm just a really hairy guy you know that's yeah, why you look so nice and clean every, yeah, yeah every day every, i, I actually yeah before before manscape i actually looked like uh bigfoot yeah, uh, legitimate so. legitimately i shed i don't know if that happens for you guys like i like i, I legitimately sh- shed that's how much hair i i have yep like it is, it's not, it's, it's, it's crazy. I, I, I have, I have, I have, maybe it's part of the post show. There has been times in my life where I have been body waxed. Let's just put it that way. Body waxed. <laughs> All right. So tune into the post show for a Costco story followed by waxing. Yeah. yeah I have a waxing story. <laughs> Do you? But it's your legs, right? It's my legs. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. This is, this is waist up waxing. All right. Let's just put it that way. Waist <laughs> up waxing. All right. All right Carrie. Let's yeah. go to, let's discuss. Do it. You know Austin Powers? <laughs> you know yes. he takes his shirt off? It's that kind of energy. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Oh. <laughs> All right. Before we get to talking about our guest, let's talk about a couple things here. Walmart, among other retailers, has started to relist Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp. Yeah, Along with claims of in-store advertising being sent that says available now. Yeah. Are you guys it's, excited? It's being announced next week during the Nintendo Direct and it's out before the end of March. There we go. Next topic. On that note, <laughs> is there going to be a Nintendo Direct coming up? Yes. Several news week. outlets it'll think cover, so. It'll cover Advanced Wars 1 and 2. Moving on, next topic. <laughs> what about Zelda? Will there be some Zelda there, you think? Yeah, they're going to talk about it. They're going to say this. They're going to say... uh don't forget, we've got Legend of Zelda. By the way, here's a here's a short little sneak sneak peek. They'll show you a little bit, and they'll be like, and in the f- coming weeks, we're going to have a specific Zelda direct where we're going to talk more about it. We look forward to it. We we hope you uh, are excited. What do you think? Does it look great? Think there will be a treehouse about it a month before? Nope. nope. No. Nope. Okay. Alnuma will be it'll, it'll be Alnuma in a black room. And yep. he'll be like, we're busy working on the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, so 
I'm just going to go out of order because this is this is driving me nuts. So there's a rumor that Nintendo doesn't have any heavy hitters after Tears of the Kingdom, true or false, right? We kind of talked about that. There's a rumor. There is the rumor, oh, but do we think it's true or false? That there's so, a rumor? But, no, that, 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 that there's there no, not going to be any heavy hitters after Tears of the Kingdom. Do we think it's true or false that there won't be any heavy hitters? Define heavy hitter. Are there, that's what exactly. these that's that's the problem and that's yeah. what these people are doing they're like oh there's not going to be another big ticket so I'm like okay there's not going to be a zelda or mario duh they're, they're not going to be another zelda this year this goes back to the nintendo direct if they have the nintendo direct what's going to be in there what are they going to talk about because usually they had oh. in other february directs they had like yep. some yep. big news sure. there yeah, so what they're going to talk about is that in June, they're going to have Mario Sluggers. That's going to be exciting. to be our first look. Another sports game in June. By the way, yes, that tracks because that's where they put their sports games. Do you want to say I'm wrong? Check the report. I'm right. You're going to get Mario Sluggers. So it, the game is not a heavy hitter, but there are heavy hitters in the game. Correct. Oh, sports ball, sports ball, sports ball. <laughs> You're also going to probably get a first look at, at Donkey Kong Country, uh, the new one. Um that may come out in May. May uh, no, because May will be May will be Breath of the Wild, so they're not going to put anything else there. Um, blah, 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 blah. Pikmin Four might be April, if I'm being honest with you. It could be that. Uh, that would be wild. That, that would be yeah. like a. Yeah, I do think I do think it literally though. I legitimately think Advance Wars is coming up before the end of March. Um, again, they've got a lot of the cartridges pressed. It would not be hard to do a pretty quick drop on that. It will not be a digital only drop and it has to be within the same fiscal year that they actually had the game originally announced for because it was supposed to come out in early April. That is one full fiscal year, right? So they're going to put it out before the end of March 31st. So, yep, that's going to be announced, which also correlates to everything we're hearing right now from the eShop being updated, Walmart tracking it, where there's smoke, there is fire. Um, I don't know. Pikmin 4, here's the deal. Pikmin 4, and everyone's like, what about Pikmin 4? Pikmin 4 is not a big hitter, right? Here's the right. here's the, here's the the four big hitters for Nintendo, all right? Very, or five, very simple. Zelda, Mario, Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, Animal Crossing. Those those are all the four. Five. All four. All four. All four. Right? <laughs> hey. So guess what? You ain't getting any of those. You're getting Tears of the Kingdom. After that, now, is it disappointing that there's no Mario? That's interesting. That's interesting. Right? So what has that team been doing? Movie. What ha- what they have has, a movie coming out. What has that development team been doing? But that's I'm, before I'm, I'm, that's before tears of the kingdom as well yeah they're saying no heavy hitters after tears of the kingdom that i think it's going to maybe feel like that a little bit to the general public yeah because because they're going to be focused there's going to be a big hype train for this movie and then there's going to be a huge hype train for this zelda game and after that i think we're going to see um the like the A tier, you know, we get in the S tier. Now it's time to bring in the A tiers with Pikmin. Um, you're, we're definitely getting Pokemon DLC. Yeah. Or we, we're already on the hook for Mario Kart DLC. You're getting a Pokemon game in November. I, th- I think it's good. I think it's DLC. I think it's. I, th- uh, I think it's a major no, it's gonna, DLC it's pack. Like a, it's gonna be like a hey, you a, Pikachu. a spinoff. Oh, hey, you Pikachu too? I'm down for might, that. It, it might be. Oh, it might boy. be Detective Pikachu. There, Pokemon something is getting ended in November. There's going to be a Pokemon something. I doubt it's going to be DLC. I bet you it's going to be something bigger. We'll, we'll find out in four weeks. Um, 
the, here's like here's the other re- see the the problem with this rumor about like there's nothing afterwards is it is all caveat on the belief that the person who's creating that article most likely believes that Nintendo is not doing anything in 2024 and that at the end of 2023 is when we're going to see the new console and in 2024 is when it's going to release so you're you're winding everything down but like on this call you've got people who completely disagree with that statement as well mm-hmm. right so that's that's a problem Here's the reality of it. Nintendo will only ever show you the first six months. So when people are like, oh my gosh, I know Pikmin's there in Tears of Kingdom. There must be nothing. We were having the same conversation a year ago because Nintendo before. Direct and didn't have anything. And the year, and the year before. before. Guess what? They're going to have this Direct like next week or the week following and it's going to start to stack up stuff. You'll be like, holy cow, is 2023 another crazy year for Nintendo? We're eating good. Like that's exactly how this conversation's gonna go. All right. <laughs> don't, so don't like, you don't love it bring though? It down a notch. Don't you love it though? Because it, it, like one, this is this is something that I love about being a Nintendo fan is that the announce to release cycle is so short. It's mm-hmm. so short and and so quick. The turnaround's quick. You're gonna hear about it, and then you're gonna see. We have a few exceptions to that. Metroid Prime Four is is the 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 main exception but for the most part you see a game it comes out within six months and that is awesome which is kind of why i wonder about pikmin 4 that's why i'm wondering if it's the first half of this year yeah could be could be i'd be down for it they didn't show anything which is kind of bizarre they showed a footage they showed so they showed some (laughs) rendered cutscene. that's it but that also game like miyamoto had said before he's like oh yeah it's been done for like four years just sitting on well, someone's that's, that's more than we've seen of prime four right <laughs> prime force we're, we're, we're seeing it this year at least seeing it. there's a rumor of a golden suns like revival that's i've heard that one spinning around the market right that now would be, yeah that would be cool i've heard some chat about the uh you know do a barrel roll but like me not as much you've got bayonetta three coming or bayonetta or whatever is coming out mm-hmm Right. Like, like there are pieces that we know, right? Like, let's think about it. You just had a Fire Emblem game. You're getting a Kirby game next month. You're getting a Bayonetta game the month after that. You got Tears of the Kingdom in May. You've got a questionable for Advanced Wars 1 and 2. It's going to be in March. Uh, So what? You've got April and June that you really don't know about where you don't have a Nintendo first. Oh, and Octopath 2 is somewhere in there. Right. So, by the way, just on that alone, y'all doing all right. Okay, mm-hmm. so bring it down a notch. So I think I think the answer to your question, Tim, that Justin's trying to say is false. False <laughs> indeed. But it is is challenging. Like like it, it it's it's just a there's that language around like, well, they're winding down. I am not a fan of that. I, I'm not a fan of how the news is trying. How these gaming news outlets are trying to spin narratives. Yeah out of these things to generate clicks. I mean, I like, that's what it's, that's what it's about. This gets people. Yeah. In they're, they're winding down. But by the way, mode. the counter statement that was made like literally 20 minutes ago was actually, no, they're winding up production because of tears of kingdom. Wait, sorry. So which one is it? Right? Like, <laughs> so it's, it's, the, it's the narrative. It's, it's, it's the example of, it's a narrative that, that we want to create when we don't have information, we begin to speculate. Right. Also, Nintendo supports systems even when they transition out. And you're all assuming that the next console that Nintendo has is not cross-compatible. 
PS, the next console they have probably going to be cross compatible because they're not going to screw around with the switch idea because they sell them like gangbusters. So they're going to it's going to it's going to be like the, the 3DS where it was like there are certain games that play on the 3DS XL plus Galaxy Edition because it's a special it's a better processor. It's going to be backwards compatible. There are still games in the pipeline. Guess what? Mario may be a launch title, though, for this new switch. Who knows? But like. I don't know. Yeah. I just did a quick peek at Octopath Traveler. That is Square Enix published, not Nintendo. And it, it comes out in three weeks. Thank you. I appreciate that. Great discussion, everybody. It's good stuff. Good no discussion. Stuff. I was just yelling at people. <laughs> you guys calm down. All right. Yeah. I- <laughs> like, but, it, but in all fairness, here's the deal. Like we're going to, we're playing. I know it's Jeff Grubb reporting it. Good friend of the show. I suspect like I suspect we're going to get a direct next week or the week following. It kind of follows their pattern. Mm. Nintendo does need to calibrate or communicate what their calendar is going forward. They're going to be having investor calls coming up soon. So that logically makes sense. They only ever show you. They only ever show you what's in the next like four to six months. That's always their thing. Maybe with a long version of like, maybe they'll show Metroid for trailer and it'll be like fall 2023 cool but for the most part their approach has always been to andros's statement like what you're playing in the next six months right they do that really well they create that narrative very well so everyone's like i don't know what's going on beyond this it's because they don't tell you because they already like like they're not that kind of company because guess what when it comes up to june and we're all like they haven't told us what comes after june they're going to tell us in june that's how this works and they're going to tell us again in september that's how this works um that's owning their own communication and it logically makes sense so we're going to hear something um so i don't know it's and again i do think advanced wars is the end of end of march all right Everything goes around that fiscal year end. <laughs> yeah. Ninfrendo, get out of here. Mother Mother 4 Pixel Remastered. And Not going to happen. He also, I, like, he also, I like his he Nintendo also, dogs plus cats plus ninjas. Yeah. I'd yeah. buy that. <laughs> Here's the other thing is I have a list of games already like from indie developers that I'm super hyped for. Right? So it's not like we're all like, oh my gosh, I have nothing to play on my Switch. Really? Open up the eShop. <laughs> right like there are three games that came out this week that i'm interested in so like y'all 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 are y'all are acting like you haven't drank water in years all right like this is not wii u drought all right you come to me when you have a podcast during the wii u drought all right and then you start whining to me about oh there's no news we end up talking about Star Fox zero for like four months because there's nothing literally nothing when nintendo shows up at an e3 and literally has puppets you know you're screwed for content all right so by the way you're fine and you can buy two hundred dollars worth of persona for forty bucks. Star Fox it's Gunbrella, not Umbrella Gun. Get out of here, Ninfrendo. Put yourself in a timeout. <laughs> Star Fox has scarred Justin. Uh love it. All right. Andros. You are sitting Tim. in our guest spotlight today. Thanks for coming on the show. I got some questions for you. Oh, sweet. Sweet. All right. So first off. For those who may not know who you are, who are you? Where are you coming from? Yeah, I'm the unpaid intern. Uh, I've been working at Nintendo Dad's HQ for a while. But on the side, I have my own business. Uh, It's called Andros One and Nintendo Pals. Uh, So I 
I do a podcast with my buddy, uh, the Micah over at the Nintendo Pals. We are pals. We talk about Nintendo. It's a good time. Uh, we do a show. Um, not Mitch. Not Mitch. No, not Mitch. <laughs> you guys got to bring Mitch back on here. He's, he's got to revive that name. Um, yeah, so that that's that's going two times a week. Uh 40, 45 to an hour long episodes. Anywho, I'm more excited here to talk about myself, not my not my buddy and me. No, Mike is great. Uh, Andros One YouTube channel. I do and and streaming. I do st- game streams and stream to video content. Um, really like high quality video content around doing gaming challenges, specifically around Breath of the Wild. I've done stuff with Pokemon, a lot of things with AI. It's very cool stuff. And I am kicking off this year doing a one-year plan with that where I will be releasing content every two weeks over on that channel. Um, these are like pretty high edits and there will be like a bunch of shorts and TikToks, all the stuff. It's going to be a great time over there. So, nice. so Andros, Andros, talk to me about Andros 1. So, so are you spinning out of Nintendo Pals? Is that the like so? Because this I, feels like content that would live on Nintendo Pals potentially. Why the why the separation of, of it? That's that Do you is, feel like Mitch has been holding you back. Yeah, Mitch. Oh, <laughs> therapy time. Um, no, we no. agree with that. <laughs> um, the the reason for the spin out is just to avoid confusion. Uh, I've been doing content like like what I do for my personal YouTube for a while. And it kind of clashes with what Nintendo pals is all about. And that's talking about Nintendo talking about news, um, getting involved with the community and like, like building a community around talking about Nintendo. What I do for my YouTube side is more around games and focused on challenges, still community focused. I, I get our Twitch chat involved in a lot of that stuff, but it's, it's separate. And I wanted to, People were coming for one or the other and not both. And it's just confusing. So we split it off. So Mike and I each have our own separate channels now. So if you want to check out Micah stuff, that's Micah Prime on Twitch and YouTube. Both of us have our, our own channels. And then we have our combined pals channels. And is it Andro- Andros and just the number one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Got my face on it. Okay. My me. Oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, we're going to give you, oh, we already followed you. Who did that guys? We should talk about this. I don't want to make decisions like this again. Without- <laughs> <laughs> it's this is, I, this I'm, is why we have our weekly stand up, folks. So I have been really like, I, I don't what, want to take, what maybe this is like about? a, we talk about, no, <laughs> this, maybe this is like a post-show discussion. I don't want to take too much time <laughs> advertising myself, but I'm so hyped about content creation this year. Uh, and so we're trying new stuff with both Nintendo pals, switching to the two times a week format. We, we used to be, uh, like the Nintendo dads, four hours every week. Um, and now it's two to one hour sessions. Uh, but uh, and then uh, my own content doing doing video content over there. I'm super pumped about it. And that's why I'm going for this like one year plan. It's I'm super pumped. Everybody, if if you are at all interested, please come show some support. Check check us out. Yeah, absolutely. We just dropped a link to your uh, Twitch in our Twitch chat. So thank you. Please go check that out. Give Andros uh, a sub. Uh, He's really trying to break away from being our intern and uh, really trying to spin out on his own. So if you could help him out. The coup to be CEO didn't work out. Yeah, Uh, Justin is still here. So 100% we don't pay him at all. So please do that. (laughs) Yeah. 
All right. Next question is what have the pals been up to lately? Oh, I feel like kind of answered that a, a little bit there with that, but we're, yeah, we're doing a lot of uh, streams. We've been, uh, doing a lot of podcasts it's a lot of fun we're, we're having a blast we do now three shows a week wow so with with our patreon exclusive show that we have um so if you're if you're subscribed to the pal battle pass <laughs> the live service doesn't end so yeah <laughs> okay so then what's life been like since new york since your experience everything's in new york. changed once you meet <laughs> once you meet tim in real life everything's different <laughs> Everything's different. It's just the, the air smells crisper. <laughs> Water tastes colder. Pizza tastes better. Yeah, it's true. Um, right. I, I, I think New York was an absolute fantastic time, and it just makes me want to. I mean, it's inspiring to be around so many amazing people, amazing creators. And I was just like, I need to I need to do more. I, need, I, I got back and was like, I need to get on the content train let's make stuff let's let's bring in bazillions of dollars so we can meet up more often like <laughs> i'm I, I want more events we need more like once a year not enough right yeah i get it that was what was that that was it wasn't once a year that was your first time all you guys being together at one it was spot. once once in eight years yeah. <laughs> which okay hold on hold on i got i gotta come back here someone made a comment earlier in chat said marty looks different today I can, can, <laughs> can i just can i just point out that uh, i i have never been i've been on this show now like four times yeah and marty has never been here i've what i'm pretty sure he leaves when i come maybe nice. maybe that's not true maybe i'm forgetting a time that i've been on with with marty that's i've had him on our show yeah yeah he's like He's like, oh, I heard Andros coming on. I'm uh, got, <laughs> feeling it's, sick, Tim. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Seth, two dollar hero. I don't think I've ever been on when he's on as a guest. And it's like we've I've had calls with him. Like I've literally had calls with him afterwards and just chat about some stuff he need help with. But like I've never think I've ever been on the same show with him. You think Marty? Yeah, you can't prove that me and Marty aren't the same person. We've sure. never been in the same room together at the same time, except for that one <laughs> time in New, New York. York. Except, except New York. Except for New York, where it was twenty four hours, and and we stayed in the same. But did you together? Did you see us at the uh, same time? I believe there's a photo of us at Applebee's together. Oh, dang it! <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a snacks network where you two are. Uh, That's right, network. right beside oh, each yeah, other. We're literally did, uh, in the Dew. same snack networks yeah. video. Uh, there's so, the there's yeah. the proof there's the proof there's, that's the proof we have on there so <laughs> we didn't yeah. chris says we didn't so it, it didn't happen if he didn't see it <laughs> true. true and you know and that is that is a great point you know we were just you know so uh fortunate for you and mitch uh, <laughs> andros and, and wonderful <laughs> and your wonderful wife to join us uh during extra life this year it was so great to to meet up with you guys and hang out and be in uh, train rides together and then share an airbnb and uh man it was just, very it was close just, train ride yeah, very, very close knees were touching right yeah. um and, and just, i got yeah. the, and i got to play a game of re reverse mario party on his stream yeah oh that them. was that was a time yeah i was on the Great same time. train as mitch heading back to new york and like he kind of sat across from me and i just i was like i don't have the energy in me right now buddy to do anything just talk i'm like i'm just sleeping that is that is it. And then when I woke up, he was gone. 
I almost thought to myself, <laughs> was he even there? I don't know. Figment it was all a dream. <laughs> Micah is not real. Never thought I'd get a chance to watch Justin sleep in person. Sean Capri showing up here in the chat. Sean Capri. We saw Sean. We saw. We saw. We saw Sean. Sean. We saw Sean dead in person. That was yeah. kind of wild. Yeah, yeah. Ritz crackers and Pedialyte save that man. Right. You're welcome. Was it Ritz crackers? <laughs> I thought you got off brand. Yeah, it was off brand Ritz crackers, and it was Gatorade. I apologize, or Powerade, or something. So. Whatever. Whatever's cheapest up there. Yeah. 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 I it really. It really made me realize what the value of Sean's and my relationship was. There was a cost limit to it, and it was about twelve ninety five American. That was the cost limit that I had for it. So, yeah. Of course, in Canada, it would have been 35 bucks. Yeah. He said resurrected for your entertainment. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) So, Andros, one last question here. What's next on yours and the Nintendo Pals bucket list? He's in a thinking pose. (laughs) (laughs) I have. It written down here on the side. My goals for this year. Andros One is going to hit 100,000 subscribers, 10,000 followers. I'm going to have a video with 500,000 views. I'm going to meet the video schedule that I previously determined. It's just two weeks, but every two weeks. And uh, full time. That's my, that's my goal. I want to I do, do this full time. That's my, that's my... I'm shooting for the stars, y'all. Sure. Nice. That's, where, that's where Andros lives, up in space. Um, yeah, Fredo says that you're growing a beard. Is your bucket list item? <laughs> I can grow. I can grow a beard. I hate having a beard. I hate it. I don't like the. I don't like the feeling. Even even when it's full, past itchy stage. Any, anywho, that's so. But Nintendo Pals, our goal is to build build up the community. I want us to be in the top five Nintendo podcasts because listen, you guys know those guys up at the top three. They're not that great of shows, you know, they're, they're not, they're not, they, they go off their, I, they, they are riding off a brand and I don't think the show's as good as what you get here where, where the fans are at, you know, I'm talking, I'm talking the Nintendo official, I'm talking others, <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. They don't listen to this, so you're good. Let's, let's check where I'm now. I'm on the Canadian one right now here, bud. Let's see where you're tracking. Oh, I have no idea what it's like in Canada. All right, in Canada, in Canada, I, this is this is absolute trash. Number one, <laughs> all things Nintendo. So that is that is a Game Informer. Number two, Nintendo Power Podcast. That's the official uh, Nintendo one, right? The official not, one, not our buddy Josh. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Three is this Nintendo Life. Four is Kit and Krista. Oh, that's five good is IGN. Ladies and gentlemen, you sons of bitches, number six. Nintendo. Oh, there we go. Top 10 uh, Radio Free Nintendo. Nintendo Powercast is seven. Nintendo Tonight. Uh, Nintendo Canada's rankings are Nintendo all Pulse. different than the Nintendo have. Drive. Absolute trash show. Last of the Nintendo Dogs. <laughs> Randomer Nintendo. The Nintendo Shack. Talk Nintendo. Dads After Dark. The Lost Levels. Um. Yeah, I, hey, I there it is. Nintendo at... Pals right there. Boom. We're so far I'm, back. Canada just, friends, please. All right. How did this happen? I just looked at the I looked at the North 
the North America, the American uh, Apple podcast search results with the keyword Nintendo. Yeah. And so there's, you know, it's, you know, NBC, all things Nintendo, Nintendo Power Podcast, and then Nintendo Power Cast, Josh's show's fourth. Okay. Scroll down a bit. Dance After Dark is above us. Nice. <laughs> you guys are cutting. You, 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 guys, <laughs> you guys need to talk to those guys, I think. I am cutting their funding effective immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm on my on my like Google search list, we we show up as number six. You guys are number eight. But I'm 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 talking I'm talking those you know these like game magazine publishers that maybe don't even have as good of microphones as these random dudes in their basements. Sure. Like, come on! I, I mean, these shows we put all we put our heart and souls into these things. So I, I I'm. That's that's my plan. We're we're trying out new things. I'm trying the we're trying the new format. So that's what's coming for the pals. Palcon. Palcon is a thing I want to do. You guys did Dadcon, and I was like, that's a good idea. I'm gonna yoink that. Um <laughs> Ninfrendo says Nintendo Pals are number one Nintendo podcast in Kazakhstan. Oh, sick. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Uh that's fantastic. I we want to we want to host some sort of event around the launch of Super Nintendo World in Florida. That's that's that's. I'm, I, this is not a formal announcement. This is that is in super super early stages. But I was very I, disappointed to learn that isn't coming until like 2025. Tell you that whenever you do that, one representative from Nintendo Dads will show up. Let's go. Send us the invite. To our right. headquarters, and we will. Uh, we, but it can only be mailed. We do not take anything else. Um, <laughs> that is that is officially how our post is received. It's fine because I work we there have as box. the intern. I'm in the mail room all the time at yeah, the good at, point. at HQ. Point. Yeah, between getting coffee for everybody. Yeah, I know, and just beaver so nuggets for Marty, which is just so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you again, Andros, for coming on the show and sharing uh, what you guys have been up to and stuff like that. Definitely next time we'll have to get you and uh, Mitch on the show. Oh, heck yeah. Anytime. We love, <laughs> I love coming on here. You know, you, I mean, listen, this is the Nintendo dads, but I mean, it's soon to be the Nintendo grandpas. Uh, so I, I think, I think we, we, you need, you need some young dad energy. Uh, and I, I definitely have, I, I mean, you can see the background. Anybody watching the video, it is a disaster. My house looks like For sure. a tornado hit it. Yeah. No, you guys, you're still young. Plus no, Jesse's we're all, here. we're all over 40. Uh, so we're all feeling it, you know, like we're all, we're using a we're going to be I, I feel like I come on here every time and I insult Justin's age at least once. Okay. It's tradition a little bit. And this is why I'm unpaid. In a couple of years, we'll have dinner at three o'clock and then we'll have our yeah. show at five. Matt Locke beforehand. Right? <laughs> and off to bed. Yep. So. Yeah. All right. It was way better on the GameCube. Thanks. Andros. All right. Let's move on to our events. Do it. Oh, you caught me looking for something. Here we go. I was looking for this. Did I record that audio? Was that me? I think that's Marty. I think that's me. I, Back in my I day. Oh, no, that's you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, 
don't remember. Marty did the segment. Marty did the uh, segment that went with that. Yeah, I think That's you said it, and I and I just joined the the audio. You didn't record it specifically for that audio clip. It's, and there's pretty, a lot of stuff. My audio just gets snipped, and I'm like, I'm oh, pretty sure it was me on Discord that was like, you should use the Cranky Kong music, Jesse. And you were like, oh yeah, that works. That that right. <laughs> it was a group ever. We're all here. The gang's all here. <laughs> Everyone's here. Perfect. Sean's here. I hate you all. <laughs> all right. Real quick, I'll go over these events and then we can move on to what we've been playing. Uh, Discord community events we have coming up. We have the breakfast table every second Wednesday of the month, which means this coming Wednesday, February 8th at 9 a.m. For those who want to get together in Discord, we get together during maybe an hour of time during your if you got time in, in the morning during your meeting time, come hang out for an hour. That's what we usually do just to chit chat, have coffee and to see what's going on. It's especially good for those people who can't make it to the dinner table, which is every third Friday of the month. And that's coming up Friday, February 17th at 10 p.m. Eastern time. To join the table, if you are a Patreon or a Twitch subscriber, join our Discord call on either of those days and times. Join in the fun uh, and you'll be able to join in there. So that's it for the Discord community events. But we also had a Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak digital event that came up where they announced the title update for version 14 releasing for February 17th. What a name for a, for a DLC, a free DLC. Title update for version 14. It's going to have new monsters, including uh, the, a risen elder dragon, encounter new challenges and rewards in anom- anomaly research quests, including new monsters, including risen Grim- crimson glow vals tracks. A8 quests, anomaly investigations up to level 220, new features for Aquarius crafting, including unlocking weapon crafting limits and new items at the anomaly research lab. Also complete event quests to gain special rewards and a variety of DLC has been added, including including layered armor sets. You can check out the website for details, monsterhunter.com slash rise dash sunbreak slash n dash us slash topic slash update 14 so or just yeah, go to the monsterhunter.com and search for it you'll find that, that that's that's february there. 7th not 17th sorry did I, I think, okay i think you said Was 17 the, this is the second year for monster hunter right like it came out in 2021 early part uh, of the year right sunbreak update came out last summer Right, but I mean the initial base game was was 2021. I think it was February. Memory I'm looking. Serves. Like they have done a fair bit of like support Ma- for this game. The End PC of March 2021. Port, the PC port just dropped recently too. So yeah. and they also on really the other consoles too, it's there. Hmm. So Interesting. a lot of a lot of places to play it. So and it's a, a huge community and now it's just grown even more, which includes obviously in a Nintendo community. So it's just really, yeah. really cool. I just saw, recently saw that Capcom released numbers of their like top 10 best selling games ever. And uh, Monster Hunter Rise was number two at like 11-ish million. Wow. That's pretty solid. And Monster Hunter World, the one that was on everywhere else except for a Nintendo platform, is number one at I think it was around eighteen or sixteen or eighteen. 
All right, let's move on to what we've been playing. All right, like we always do, we always let the guests go first, but not this time. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead, Andros. <laughs> <laughs> double, double throw me for a loop. <laughs> All right. I, been playing, sir? I have been playing basically only No Man's Sky on the Nintendo Switch. And I love it. I really like that game. I'm, I'm hooked into it and think it's super fun. The port's pretty good. Um, I think it definitely... It definitely struggles where I think if you're playing on a different system, uh, would probably run a little smoother, but it functions well, very well, honestly, on, on the Switch. And that's where I'm playing it because that's where I got it. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I, I've, as part of like my, my, uh, I recently did this like exercise to kind of find things I uh, like, like learn what kind of stuff I really enjoy and exploration just keep kept coming up for me. And so that, and I found like, ah, I really do gravitate towards these big adventure games, these big uh, open world games, especially I really enjoy all of the open world games I've played. Um, And this is that times bazillions. I, I, it is so big. It is so huge. And I'm just having a great time with it. So if anybody's wondering if it's worth picking up on Switch, I think so. I, I, I recommend it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I picked it up to to because uh, I wanted to support the developer for taking the time to bring it, especially something I thought would never come to the Switch. <laughs> so yeah, and and talk about the comeback story of a century, right? Like right, like no No Man's Sky was one of the most catastrophic failures of a launch by most standards in gaming history. But you look at you look at the developers, uh, Hello Games, and what they were able to accomplish and how big their team was, is. Yes. And th- they could have pulled, a, they, they could have pulled what every big company would do in that situation, take the money and just cut their losses and move on to their next project. But they just keep pouring into it and it just has consistent updates. Um, I played No Man's Sky on a friend's PS4 back in 2018 2019 and it was confusing like i, I got it, it through it throws you in there wasn't much guidance and it i felt like i was just kind of wandering around in empty nothingness yeah um, but this start like there's a story there's a story there's like there's it's so much better <laughs> and they've made so many improvements since i last played it so yeah i like it a lot um nice. i also just finished up before this i was recording with uh mute dog a member of our community uh for his youtube channel played mario party 2 on nso and i i had not played that before i don't think i think that my first mario party would have been three because we definitely had waluigi and two does not it's a lot of fun. Oh, so you, you missed out on the palm blisters. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I didn't have those spe- special gloves. I do have the uh, N64 controller, and I'd say that that is the best way to play <laughs> N64 online, <laughs> sort of by design, I think. Uh, they 
They're like, hey, buy this extra controller that makes it more enjoyable. And I, I think I've, I, I had a lot of fun with it. Mario Party 2 is a blast. Man, they don't make Mario Party like they used to. Yeah, it's they try to change it up. So, you know. Yeah, but the character and charm that's just in that game is 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 wild. I mean, you get a little cowboy hat for playing on the Western board. There's like an ending cut scene where you fight Bowser. Like there, it's there's just it feels like there's a lot less restrictions in that time period than there are now on on what Mario can and can't do. You know? Yes. So I like. Did it. you did you have a favorite game on there in Mario Party? Uh, two. Oh, no, I, I, I trying to remember a mini or game off the top of my head. I, yeah, I really, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just think it, it's fun how brutal some of them are. It's like instantly you lose if you, if you mess up. <laughs> and, right. uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. We, we played a lot of that one where it's like bomb battle. You're all on an island. You have to jump, avoid bombs being thrown at you that one okay. we played a couple times that was really fun you think your kids would like it yeah definitely yeah. my kids love the modern mario party they think they think it's a lot of fun so I, I think that they would definitely enjoy it my son uh has been playing a lot of sonic on on uh genesis online yeah i was like what Listen, I, yeah, I sat, I sat him down and I was like, listen, this is not, we, we don't play Sonic in this house. All right, son. Yeah. You, you, you get that blue hedgehog out of here. We, we only do red overall plumbers. Right. That's, that's what we have here. No, no I, he's, he's having, it, it, it's great. Like I, I'm super excited to see my kids enjoy um, classic games through NSO. Yeah. That's a lot of fun to watch that stuff. I, for me, it was watching my kids uh, with virtual console. In the same way, you know, being able to see them play a lot of the classic games that way. And then I shout this out every every week on my show because <laughs> I play it all the time. Uh, Spelunky 2. It's my it's my it's a well that never runs dry for me. Uh, I, I always play Spelunky 2. My son and I play together. A lot of fun. All over the place. Oh, my gosh. OK, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going crazy long with my list here, but no, I do want to uh, highlight. I have been getting back into Ring Fit Adventure, and I also busted out We Fit You for the Wii U, because oh, wow. I'm trying to do uh, I'm I'm trying to do daily exercise for like 15 minutes or so, which is about a level in Ring Fit Adventure and a few games on the Wii U. A lot of fun. There's some mini games nice. that I think are just super great that are exclusive to the Wii U version of We Fit. Here's a here's the thing that if you haven't done it already or thought about this. Try to play Ring Fit and We Fit You at the same time. Oh, stream idea on the right balance there. board <laughs> and, <stream. laughs> and have the ring. I'm gonna hurt myself, Tim. That's what's gonna happen. I'll tell you what's gonna happen. That's great content. Come on, it's great content. Everybody loves to see me in pain. <laughs> I just launched a video this week on on that topic, uh, which is. Zelda, but if I say Link, I have to wax my leg. And so there's, I, I, it was yes. like a voice recognition software tracking what I'm saying. I had a list of words I wasn't allowed to say. Anyways, I ran out of wax strips. That's how that went. So everybody go check out the video if you're, if you're interested in pain. <laughs> yep. 
It's comedy. Pain is comedy. Yes. Is that right? Right. It depends on whose pain it is, I guess. <laughs> so is that it, Andros? That's all you were playing? That uh, I, I mean, I can go on forever. What more do you yeah. want from him? Yeah, that's good. Is that all? Is that all you had? No, I was just saying, is that just want to make sure I don't something, Tim, that we played together? You're like, I'm trying to make sure I don't cut you off if you're if you're done. You know, I'm sorry. I I took up so much of your time. Thank you. Thank you. I'll go back. I'll go back to the (laughs) mailroom. Fine. (laughs) Back to work. All right, Justin, what have you been playing? Uh, I got three games that I've been playing. Uh, Actually, be honest, this week has been actually pretty light on games, so I've only had very light touches on all of these. Um, I'll start off with one that I I mentioned, I think, the last time I was on, uh, A Space for the Unbound. Uh, This came out two weeks ago. This is... um, The indie game. Yeah, yeah, it's an indie game. It's a narrative-driven game. Um, it is very emotionally cool. I think if you like games like Life is Strange, um, games, again, just have that narrative arc to them. Uh, it's not a gun, shooty, shooty, bang, bang game. It is about relationship. It's about understanding. It deals with some pretty heavy issues. The pixel art art style is absolutely beautiful. Um, and, it, and it just plays really well. And the story is compelling and draws you in. Um, there's been a lot of buzz about it, actually, on on Twitter and on Metacritic and and all this kind of stuff has scored really well. I think people are just kind of missing it because it's not a shooty shooty bang bang game. And like if you look at the the logo thumb art, it doesn't grab you. But I would highly recommend you check out a space for the unbound. Uh, really good. Yeah, that's, yeah it's reviewing that like, super well. That sounds like a game that I'd be interested in. I think so, Jesse. Yeah, it's yeah, a Jesse and, game. It's a I Jesse heard- game. I heard, uh, I forget who it was, but one from NVC talked about it last week, and she said that she was just luckily crying with it. Yeah. By the end yeah, of the game. Yeah, that was Rev. Yeah. Rebecca Valentine. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, it's what, yeah, it's, it's, and it just, yeah, it's really good. I'd recommend it. They just, just do some great things with art style and, um, beautiful narrative. Other game I'm playing, um, tried out today because we got a code. Ooh, excuse me. Um, for I got it for for Xbox. How do you spell that? Yeah, uh, coming to Switch for for Xbox is uh, Evil Dead the game, and I only played the tutorial. Um, but the reason it poked my interest, the reason that we ended up getting a code, and I was like, I will redeem it, is because they have a Splatter Royale option mm-hmm. now which is 40 people enter and one survives. And so if you're a fan of like evil dead army of darkness, Ash, um, Bruce Campbell's back, he's done all the voiceover. It actually plays really well from the, from what I've played of it from the, um, just from kind of going through the adventure. Uh, it's a survival horror game. Um, the splat fest or the splatter Royale, like you had to go through the tutorial, I went through the tutorial went to go play it. And I was like, Oh, I'll click this option. And I needed to have game pass to play because it, the online connection apparently is only connected through game pass, mm. uh, which I was like, you SOBs because I had not <laughs> resubscribed my game pass. So I'm going to put that up later, but evil dad, I'm going to put that up uh, later. It's, it's a little bit of fun to check out the other game. Um, hit the Nintendo switch today. I didn't buy it on Nintendo switch uh, because I already have this game somewhere else, which is the pathless. Uh, And I have it on Apple arcade because I subscribed to Apple arcade. So today I thought I don't want to pay for pathless. 
um, because it's a pretty hefty price tag up here. It's about 40 bucks Canadian. And I was like, oh, I don't think so because I've already got it for free and I put it on my Apple TV because I have an Apple TV box. And then I Bluetooth connected my Google Stadia controller to it. And I played Pathless on my big screen television using Google Stadia. Uh, and it was a bunch of fun. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of a great, I had never really actually played an actual video game on my Apple TV using a proper controller. Um, but I thought I'll give it a shot. And from the 25 minutes of Pat, the pathless that I played, uh, I thought it was pretty cool and really enjoyed it. And it played great on the Stadia controller. Um, so yeah, I would recommend checking that out. And of course, Tim, you got our access code to it late today. So I'm sure you're going to be putting up a first look for it to play as well. Yes. Yeah. That's on deck for me. Yeah, so those are the three games I've been playing. I um, just haven't had a bunch of time, but enjoying all the things I've been playing. On Apple Arcade, have you tried the uh, Pocket Card Jockey Revival? I have. I've put it on my iPad, and I have been playing that. And I get it controversial hot take. I don't love it. It's okay. Yeah, I I agree with you. For some reason, it doesn't. It doesn't. That it seems like one that would be a Jesse game. It doesn't. Cl- it didn't click with me as it did in the 3ds. I don't know if it's just I just don't have, didn't have the time to sink in and learn all the rules. But or I think I've only had like two or three sessions with it over the last two weeks. But yeah, it's it, it's yeah, it's not ringing bells. Like I I loved it on the 3ds. I played the hell out of it. But this um, I have too many other things going on on my iPad that is not getting play. Well, that's the end of the show now. They just bummed us all out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. Justin, that's it, right? Yeah. So you've been playing? All right. Yeah. Jesse. Okay. Tim's so Tim just like, I want more games. Everybody needs to be playing more games every week. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I have more than one game this week. For like, This is the first time in almost a month. So I have been continuing Persona 5 Royal. I am... I'm in the royal ending section of the game, so all the new content. While I've been playing with it, I've been kind of talking with uh, Blanco about it. He apparently did not get to the royal ending, because there's certain things you have to do. If you don't do them, then your play is pretty much just... It ends at the same place the vanilla version ends. So that's where he got. So I'm I'm in the third semester right now uh, in the, the bonus palace. I probably will be finished with that before the end of the next show or before, you know, before the next show. And then I'll finally be able to play something else. (laughs) And then I still have persona three and persona four. I need to make videos for and get that online. Uh, Hopefully I can get some of that done this weekend. I just don't know what I want to do with it yet because, you know, those are like, they are like slow starters. It's like at least an hour to to almost two hours where you do very little. It's almost like watching a feature-length movie, so that might just be the video. Is the this how watching the watching Persona with Jesse? Yeah, something like that. Well, anyway, uh, so another game I tried is Poker Legends Omaha Champions, and so I I liked Omaha. I like almost. I almost like Omaha more than Texas Hold'em, even though it's been years since I've played poker. So it's uh, a lot of the nuances have escaped me. But this game looks like it was a mobile game 
but it has had all the online functionality ripped out of it to be a single player game against AI. And it's kind of trash. <laughs> like That's it doesn't even it doesn't even get poker terms right. So and That's you know more. so Omaha so in like America. So so like like an example is in the middle of the hand, if no one has bet anything yet, the first person to put money in the pot is a bet. And I did bet. My op- menu option said bet, so that was right. But when my money was put in the pot, it said raise. I'm like, no, that was not a raise. It was a bet. There, there's a difference. It's a nitpicky, yes, but yeah, it's still wrong nonetheless. And the so here's the thing I'm having trouble with 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 these poker games that are coming out on the Switch. Then it seems like they're having a hard time making it online, a good online poker game that has good options without all the flash and all that kind of stuff going on with making it too crazy, but to be able to use it to go play, you know, games with other people or whatever. seems like it's hard to get. Yeah. I've, I've tried several of them and they've all not, not have not done a good job. The, the, I didn't play this game much, but once I realized the second problem I had with the game, that's when I just said, okay, I'm done with this game. So I'm playing a hand. I have two pair, throw money in the pot, thinking I'm doing good. And I end up losing. The game tells me that my opponent had a three of a kind. Sure, fine. But they never showed the cards. Like, why aren't you showing the winner's cards? That is... That is poker 101. If you, if you don't show the cards, you do not rake, get to rake in winning chips. That's that is like rule number 1 out of any table. So why isn't the game showing me that winning hand? That, that I saw that okay, I'm just shutting this down now. <laughs> That's a bummer you know, though. You know, for you know, for those for people wondering why I'm being so nitpicky on poker, I used to be a poker dealer. So uh for like the free bar pokers type of games so yeah. yeah i i had i took a certification of poker dealer test to actually show that i know how to be a poker dealer so yeah so this stuff still is in my head uh, so i can still run a poker game if i wanted to but there are certain things you have to do and this game isn't doing it extra life 2024 nintendo dads play each other in poker jesse is the dealer <laughs> We should have a poker poker thing going next Instead time of betting together. chips, you bet game cartridges. <laughs> That's expensive. Well, yeah. since I'm <laughs> digital <laughs> only, I'm screwed. <laughs> well, you're right. the dealer. You're not playing. <laughs> okay. Then I, I I tried Uno. Like, okay, this, this game would be more fun if I was playing with people I knew. Playing against AI is kind of garbage. So that one yeah. didn't last long either. It's only fun when you're playing with other people, for sure. Yeah. Okay. It's, and it's also sometimes just never fun because it's just random. <laughs> Uno is like the oh. weirdest game to me. It's like, oh, well, I want to yeah. play that online. Because like, it's like, well, why? <laughs> it's just like, oh, I got a blue card. Oh, I got, like well, what strategy like, is there in Uno? You know, the, the one hand I, the one game I did play, I lost because of a, of because of an AI player. Like the person to my left played Uno, and the the game 
was going clockwise. So the person across from me played a card, and the person to my right played a switch card, or a, a reverse card, so it went back my way. I was going to play a plus two to make him draw two cards. He wouldn't have had Uno anymore. But no, because that player prevented me from playing, he was able to go out when it, when it became his turn again. There's just so. some very <laughs> light strategy game. Listen, yeah. Jesse, all I'm hearing here is that you need to pick up Clubhouse 51 World Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics because both Uno and Texas Hold'em are in that and have online. Yeah. Yes, it is. Texas Hold'em is limited only. I'm mm-hmm. not at this. And, uh, it is very I, I, <laughs> No. I mean, he gets it. He gets, he gets it. it. Yeah. It's not limit no limit in two po- ways. Poker. <laughs> it, it, is, it is limit. There's a difference between limit and no limit poker. Yes. <laughs> anyway, and then the last game I want to talk about is the Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line demo that dropped on the first. So I did a video. I don't think it's live yet, but it's sitting in the unlisted path waiting to be scheduled. Uh, what the. F- I put it in the chat, Justin. Don't give me that look. <laughs> um, it's about the first half hour. Uh, like I watched through the entire opening uh, sequence. Great music, great animation. That was fun. That was probably the best part of the whole experience. Uh, I, I liked. I remember liking the game on the 3DS, but it doesn't port over to the Switch well, in my opinion. It does. The like, we, so the one of the areas has four lanes, and then the the notes can come by through any of the four lanes. But I can just go a a a a. Doesn't matter where that lands up; it'll it'll treat as a hit. Where playing on the the three DS with a stylus, I actually had to poke at the right place at the right time, wow. so it had a little more challenge. Part part of a different part of the of the game has like like a curvy green line that you you had to follow you know follow the green line as it scrolled through with a stylus sometimes it went pretty fast sometimes it went pretty slow so you kind of you had to pace your finger tracking accordingly but on the switch it's just as you use up and down on the stick to move the dot, but the dot speed is not based on how far you go up and down. You almost always have to go all the way up, even if it's a slow mover, because if you don't go all the way up, you you'll miss your notes. So it's, it just feels awkward. So it's, you know, doesn't require as much skill, but it's less fun in the same time. And how'd they manage that? I don't know. (laughs) So, while I made was making the recording, I was kind of up in the air whether I still wanted to buy this or not. After thinking about it for 24 hours, I'm not going to be picking this game up. All right. Well, go check out that video once it drops and decide if you want. It's fun to watch Jesse get angry. Like the best oh, video. So there was I was going through the, the some of the off side menu stuff and there was a section that says streaming requirements or rules or something because because square enix they like to put limitations of what you can and can't stream yeah yeah the music is also like always 
I chose Counting. the option and I got a little blurb and then, and then it brought me to, it basically gave me a URL to click on. I won't say what happens when I click on it. Watch the video for that. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. I'm going to go check that out after this. <laughs> All right. So what I've been playing is I've been playing right and down. This was a game that Hambo and Johnny took a look at and did a video on. And when I watched that video, I was like, this is a game I want to play. And essentially it is a strategy game where you can only move right and down through the board from the top left corner of the board to the bottom right corner of the board. And you have to get through monsters or items to buy or traps. And I'm probably missing one other thing, but uh, you or things you can collect too. You can collect coins, uh, weapons. Uh, well, you got to have enough coins in order to buy those weapons or artifacts. So there's a bit of strategy behind basically which way you're going to go. And then also there's strategy because there's combos you can do, which is certain directions right or down that you can go that will unlock certain effects on the board. So it could either damage all monsters or increase the armor uh, on the armor pickups you have or weapon, increase the weapon hits or the potions that you drink to increase, to increase your health. Um, so it is a, it's a game that I like because I can jump in and see it, it is a roguelike game as well. So you basically see how far you can get um, to get to level 50 in the first dungeon. And that's the first dungeon. And I got as high as level 38. That's the best I was able to do. Um, I definitely want to go back in and try some more. But apparently when you beat level 50, you unlock another dungeon so that you can probably try for the next level 50, but in a, in a different dungeon. So, so I'm kind of curious of what that is. Uh, there's also, it looks like a daily dungeon that could unlock too. I'm just not sure what uh, or when that unlocks. I didn't see anything that tells me what how that does that. And there are other unlockables in there, depending on how, excuse me, how well you do or what you do in the game. Like what I did was I got, I killed, uh, I think, 85 monsters and unlocked the Necromancer. Um, and then if you fight the Black Wizard, you you get the Black Wizard as one of the characters you can use through the game. So you unlock different characters you can use that have different abilities. So that's cool. That's cool. I like I like that. Yes. Type of character unlock progression. Yep. And then also too, there are different uh weapons that each of the characters have that you can choose. Like the the first one you pick, I think, is the knight. Uh or the one you get automatically is the knight. And the weapon that you can get is um does automatically four damage to um all monsters on the board when you start the game start the board um for each level or it does 15 damage to one random monster on the board uh depending on which weapon you pick and then there's other boosts and stuff like that so and then you get one artifact that you start with and you can choose that um and that's it so and then you get new artifacts throughout the levels you go through and it's different every time 
So it's again, it's something it's almost seems like it could be a mobile type game, but it plays very well on the switch because uh, of just moving, you know, right and down. And there's some strategy and thinking to where I you could try to play to see how fast you can get through and how high you can get through the levels. Or you can just take your time and play because it has that kind of chess feel to it in a way. The same kind of feel I get when I play Fire Emblem Engage, which is the other game I've been playing. And uh, is because I've been <laughs> more I've been kind of feeling this tactic strategy kind of pl- gameplay lately. So that's why I've been enjoying Engage. Uh, because it is going back to the fundamentals. We talked about this a little bit in the pre-show, Jesse and I. It's going back to the fundamentals of the Fire Emblem games where you're doing a lot of tactics type stuff, less of the relationships type stuff. But there is a lot of content there where I'm just kind of touching on where you can can cook, you can exercise, you can polish your rings (laughs) and... <laughs> that you get through the game. Um, you can attach the rings to different characters and then the, so those characters can do different things depending on who's got what ring. Um, there's still so much that I'm that you can do in the game that I haven't even touched and it's like but it also feels like it gives you the option as a player do you do you want to get into the nitty-gritty of this kind of stuff or do you just want to keep playing? And I think the game feels like it adjusts to the way you're playing. Uh, I can't guarantee that or fact check that if it actually does that, but it feels that way because everybody that I hear talking about the game playing it seems like they, if they put a lot into the menus and in uh, buffing up their rings or buffing up their players or buying weapons and all that kind of stuff, they it feels like the game is tailored, tailoring itself to how they're playing. For me, it's like, I just want to get in and fight or, or do the strategy stuff. So I kind of get through the story mode or the story stuff and then get right back to the tactic stuff. And it goes, that's where I like to spend my time mostly is there. But it does give you the option of doing a whole bunch of other things outside of just the tactic stuff. So it, I can see why a lot of people are enjoying Fire Emblem Engage for sure. And in fact, I, um, I did a couple videos on that one i'm probably going to do another stream of that uh, a little because i want to stream a little bit further in the game as i'm progressing uh just to share with the community where i'm at in that and uh i think yeah john posted uh from dads after dark that he finished the game 47 hours in 13 days he finished the game and i was like did you sleep <laughs> well, he's, so he's- pretty much put the same time per week in that I did with persona. Yeah. It, you guys are crazy. It's like, I can't find the time like so, that. Yeah, how, do you, how do you find all that time? <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky. I'm able to find time to play games, let alone finish some of these things, but uh, mad respect for that for sure. So, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it, I stay connected with it. Cause I want to, I want to see this one through cause I'm enjoying it. The other game that I did a video on recently is Trek to Yomi. Uh, This actually came out for the Xbox and it was on Game Pass, still is on Game Pass, uh, but recently came out for the Nintendo Switch. When I played it on Game Pass, I played through the tutorial in the first level and stopped because I was like, this game is coming to the Switch. 
And when it does, I want to play it there. Um, Cause I was, I was playing it on my phone. I was playing with an Xbox controller, but for some reason I just wanted to play it on my switch. So I just stopped playing it and sure enough came out just recently and we got a code and played it and did the video. And it's, again, it's one of those games where if you want the higher end graphics, then you're going to want to go play it over on Xbox or, or PlayStation or PC. Um, but if you don't mind a little uh, less of the graphic side, then go play it on your switch. Cause you can play this game on the go. It plays well. The, the difficulty does ramp up. Cause when I was doing my video, it seemed kind of, kind of easy. Um, but as I'm going through the game further and it's only like, I think I seen on average, it takes about five to seven hours to complete the game. So you can do a run through pretty easily and they have different difficulty levels so that you can probably play the first time through on easy just to get a feel for it. And then if you're enjoying it, go to the next level to see how good you can get to all the way to the top level where it's one hit, one kill level with your samurai sword. So um we'll see how far i go with that but i just i want to get through the game the cinematics are look beautiful even on the switch they are a little bit grainy on the switch but uh i still enjoy it the only thing the only thing i don't like about this i don't like it when developers do this is lock out the ability to take a screenshot or a a video yeah that's the worst i i I don't understand why? why they need to block it it's if somebody can tell me why because it's i mean that doesn't seem like there's music in there that could be copyrighted or be an issue Enix. i don't know it's it's such a beautiful looking game i would want to have people sharing you know screenshots you know in a way that's um, good for the game like yeah. it's good for the game to be able to do these screenshots and and yeah and little right. short videos that's just free advertising <laughs> yes exactly I want to be able to share what I'm doing. It yeah. was, it was nice though. I was able to do a quick screenshot when I was doing the video, uh, when I, uh, our video of it, because of course I was, you know, on OBS, so I was able to do a screenshot there. Uh, but just not being able to do it, you know, on my Switch was kind of frustrating. And, you, and I noticed that too, even on the Xbox, you couldn't even do that with their screen capture abilities. Either. I know I messaged. I know I messaged you. About Trek to Yomi, but like one of the things I heard a lot about it was that it was kind of like all style and no substance. Would you agree with that kind of um, assessment? I'm easy to please, so I'm probably the wrong person to ask. (laughs) So, because I'm I'm enjoying the visuals, like I guess that's part of what that was the best part of it. But I'm also enjoying the story because the story is about a young man who. wants to become a samurai and sees his master killed uh, is also in love with his daughter and they grow up together to lead this village. And it's basically it's it may be because of maybe I'm more old school where I grew up on the old Kung Fu samurai movies. And these are, this is a game based on the fifties and sixties samurai black and white movies. Uh, And it's very, the story just feels the same uh, and it is black and white too. So there's a, it just may be, maybe not hitting right for certain, certain people. Um, 
I'm enjoying the story. I'm enjoying the mechanics of the game, especially in trying to get the, uh, you have to be meticulous with your button presses in order to be able to hit the multitudes of enemies that may come to you or come at you at sometimes, or those bigger enemies that have armor. You have to be able to block, parry, then hit, you know, and, or, and even have final hits on the character too. So there's like finisher moves, which is pretty, can be pretty, uh, I think I caught caught one in one of the videos. It was pretty <laughs> gruesome, but I started laughing. So because of my dark humor. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize so, this was Devolver Digital. Yes, it is a Devolver digital digital game, a uh, published game. Um, and then the last but not least, GoldenEye 007. I played it on both the Xbox yeah. and the Switch. because uh, I played it on the Switch. First, I played it on the Switch with the Joy-Cons. And that was horrible because I've never, I forgot about changing the controls and all that kind of stuff. And I just went to play it on my joy cons with it. And I was just like, I can't play this. It's like, cause it's the, the way the camera movement and the person movement was just not the same way that I'm used to doing first person shooters. It was just all over the place and I, I was hating it. So I told everybody about that. And then I also looked up some information on once I remembered about changing the button configurations, uh, I looked it up to find out the best, you know, what somebody came up with the, the best configuration. And I found that, but I hadn't done it yet. And Nick and Sean over at Game Pass News, they said, hey, go play an Xbox. It's a great experience because they they have the controls automatically set to current day, modern day controls. So I went to the Xbox to play it, and sure enough, it played beautifully how I expected a first-person shooter to play nowadays, but with the, with 007. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to have to play it here because I never owned this game. I only played multiplayer with friends. So I wanted to I want to play the first-person sh- uh, campaign. Um, plus, GoldenEye is one of my all-time favorite Bond movies. So um, I wanted to play through it there, but then... I was like, oh, wait, I want to try this on the Switch again, but with the adjusted controls. And with the adjusted controls, it plays just as well as it does on the Xbox, the first the uh, the first person campaign. So I'll probably be playing it there again because that's where I mostly play my games on the Switch. So I'm having a great time with GoldenEye 007 on the Switch with the updated controls, meaning I go into the Switch's control Um tool to set up the buttons i'm just going there what the heck is that called again the control controller blah 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 come on controllers and sensors so control change button mapping that's what i was trying to think of the mapping (laughs) so i had to go in there to change it but then you also have to go use the solitaire setting in goldeneye because there's in goldeneye you can go to the options and change the, the button configurations and you, you change it to, I think it's 1.2 solitaire, uh, and it changes the, matches up the button configuration to work well with what you change in the mapping on the switch itself. And then I also changed the um, inverted controls to be regular or whatever that's called, uh, to be not so not inverted. <laughs> uh, so it played better when I actually looked up, I looked up and not the opposite. And then also the other setting that was on there that I, that I was told about was that you can actually play the game in widescreen. 
which I turned that on and was able to play it on the full screen of the Switch, which was fantastic is what I wanted. So I got all those things out of it. And so I'm loving it on the Switch now. As long as you do, you got to do a little extra work, which is stupid, but I'm having fun with it. It was great with the N64. I did. I did try that. I forgot to mention that. I did try after I tried it with the Joy-Cons. I did try it with the N64 controller that I bought at the New York store. So. <laughs> we're twins we're twins we're twinsies <laughs> so but no i got i did try it there and i just wasn't feeling it my muscle memory wasn't there it was just i was like i said i only played in multiplayer against people and i sucked at it to be honest so um i just this is something i've always complained about before um for me i want to be able to go into nso and play with the modern controls with the joy cons any of the old games i don't i shouldn't have to play it should be an option to play with the old controllers but it should be an option to be able to easily go from joy con to the old school controllers but it's not so that's what i've been playing let's go to this community spotlight <laughs> what is going on there <laughs> i Justin's just, using his wand like i just scrolled down in the notes and realized i wasn't scrolled down all the way and that there's still an entire like question segment of the show left to do I was Welcome like, oh, to like, oh, yeah, we just keep going. We just it's, keep going. This is my well, no, this is my bad. This show doesn't usually go this long, but anytime I show up anywhere, the show always gets like an extra hour added on. Our shows go long. We don't seem to know how to edit ourselves. Um, that's just a general problem. We just talk about everything. This is dad yeah. life, you know? I mean, you just, just, you just know, like, you like, get listen. talking. If you listen, if you're here for like a 60 minute tight show, go somewhere else. All right. If you just want to <laughs> hang out with four folks who like really don't really care about your time, just ramble. You're at the right place. All right. So that's the beauty of having a podcast. You can pause it and yeah. come back to us later. Yeah. And if you don't like it, get your own, you know, <laughs> which is what Andros <laughs> did and Seth did. And, you know, I do what... like this show, though. I didn't I didn't le- I didn't go. Oh, I don't like this one. I'm going to start my own show. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> All right. Show. So real quick, I'm going to get through this because I know we got we got a few questions there uh, that I want to make sure we get to. Um, real quick, just reminder to everybody, go to nintendodads.org and you'll see our family of podcasts listed there through Spotify. You'll be able to check out Game Pass News if you're in Xbox. You definitely want to check that out. The Dads After Dark show for talking not just about games, but After Dark Dad stuff. You want to go check out that show and the retro logic show also has its own family of shows, which is retro logic on topic, retro retro groove and film logic. All of those things are um, for, from the retro logic shows family. You can go check out again, go to nintendodads.org and see on the homepage, all of those different shows that go check them out or put the names in your own podcast feed uh, or app and then check them out from there. All fantastic shows. I'm going to be guesting on the next Retro Logic. Pretty excited for that. Nice. Hang out with the boys in the Retro Zone. And by the way, speaking of which, if you go to the NintendoDads.org and 
pick on um, um, the recommended page that we have. Nintendo Pals is one of the recommended uh, oh, podcasts we have on that page. Y'all are too kind. I need to start a website and recommend you. <laughs> I, I don't remember signing off on that. You did. You did actually because it's under your I name. Snuck it, yeah, I snuck it under. I, I snuck it <laughs> no, onto you your have, desk. You have, uh, what did you put? You put um, your favorite podcast on there. So it wasn't Us. Nintendo Pals. That's Us. For sure. <laughs> All right, so let's jump on down to the questions. Uh, first, in the chat, Jesse, what do you think of the NA uh, North American vouchers? He missed that part of the show, so he wants to know what you think of those. Is it a sign of the end of the Switch's life as it was at the launch? Who was oh, yeah, asking that question? Nin- Ninfrendo. Ninfrendo. This is the second time today. Go time yourself out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> go to the very go to about the 25 minute mark of the show. You can hear Jesse talk about his voucher. Don't come in here and ask, you know what? Ninfrendo, I apologize. This isn't on you. All right. This isn't on you. This is on the the uh the the dock runner here, Tim. Tim, this question should have been up during the vouchers, and we could have said Ninfrendo asks. And no, because it was added after we already talked about it. So well, if you're gonna, if you're gonna <laughs> point at anybody, it's Jesse because well, my he won, answer he's to this is it. my answer to this is something <laughs> that we didn't directly talk about, but it's related to what y- your answer with the bundles is. We're getting close to the end of the fiscal year, and Nintendo's trying to squeeze out as much revenue as they can by making right. you pre prepay for two games that you don't have to redeem right away. Correct. <laughs> it's his fault. This is this is the magic of buying a gift card. Essentially, is what this it's is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Ninfrando, I pop no, no, hey Ninfrando, I see you in the chat. I joined late. Sorry. Ninfrando, hey, look at me. Look at me. You don't need to apologize. It's okay. You know, Jesse was really at the wrong here, and it's gonna show up on his year-end <laughs> review. And that's fine. But Ninfrando, <laughs> I appreciate you for being here. Uh, I appreciate your energy, you know. Yes, but Jesse, thin ice. Thin ice. All right. All right. Skinny Matt asks, in regards to Joe Burrow revealing the Bengals play Super Smash Bros. during road game flights, what would the go-to game be for the Nintendo Dad's flight? Boomerang Foo. Oh, that's a good one, actually. I like that one. Or Towerfall. I mean, we kind of like Boomerang Foo. Kind of had this. We played Mario Kart train ride. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Yeah, Mario Kart was it. Did we do Tim like and I talked about this in pre-show a little bit. Or and like that? We did too many matches. <laughs> sure. Yeah, they even gave me a, they even threw a, a, a switch light at me or something and said, here, you play for a bit. I'm like, I don't know how to play this game. <laughs> yeah. I don't, anyway. <laughs> we were all operating on like no sleep. <laughs> it, was, right. it, was a, it was a so, time. Oh, and then speaking of that, Tim and I was talking about this in the pre-show and my, my answer was probably just sleeping. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's yeah. a yep. that's a better answer. That would have been his game. Great, great answers, guys. And thanks for the reminder, Andros. We did do have a kind of that experience with Mario Kart. So, all right, next question. Koopa Kid 80. With Valentine's Day fast approaching and the season of love being upon us, what is the one game or franchise that you played while growing up that shot you with Cupid's arrow? And made you fall head over heels in love with the hobby. What did you love? And do you still love the hobby for that reason? 
I, I got I got my answer right, right off. The yeah, bat. Andres, for, you're 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 primed and ready, pal. What do you got for, for me? Us? It's Pokemon, and it's Ocarina of Time. Like those those games really suck. Oh, I'm if I can go back even further, uh, Mario World. And I think I think what it is for for me, like what did you love about those games? O- Ocarina of Time. I I talked about earlier that exploration and. Like this, that predates open world games, but it was a it was an open map. You're going to these places. You see a spot in the distance. You go, oh, I'm going to go look at that and see what this is. And there was no like hand holding. It was just there you go. Go out, find the things you need to find. Um, and I, I think it's a similar experience for Pokemon. It's just a big map adventure type type game. And that that's really what brings me to to gaming. I think the most is is just a uh a good adventure a, a a way to experience something you can't experience in real life i think for me the game that probably like cemented me into the video game world was probably super mario 3 i think that and then donkey kong country pick. not too far after that really kind of like lockstep those things I think the thing that I that I love about video games, the reason I'm drawn to it, even even at the tender age of 57, like I am, um, is is the ability to to tell a story. I love stories like um, and some stories can be like Thomas was alone is a great example. It is a cube. Right? It's, it's a square basically, but the compelling voice over the story, the emotion that you go on, the loneliness that you feel for this cube, right? It is the emotional narrative that games can have in regards to the storytelling, but there's also just this wonderful escapism, right? Which is like, hey, you know what? Today I want to be a bounty hunter. And the story is I just need to go shoot and kill things. Yes. Right. Awesome. <laughs> cool. I love that escapism because that's not what I can do in my regular life. Or the other part of it that, that I'm that I'm really not that he to can now, tell us anyways. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> and the other part of it that I'm really drawn to now is is community from it. Right. Jumping on a discord call with my friends, chatting about how your day is up. Let's gang up together. Let's let's squad up. Let's go finish this raid. Let's go, you know, um, push this team. Let's like the, the, the team. I, so I think it's the, the, the layers that video games can offer you, right. You can offer, you can offer this escapism. You can offer complex storytelling. You can offer um, community together, gang up. You can offer anything as someone like a Jesse, right? Like, like just puzzles, just like, Hey, it's just a puzzle. It's a brain thing. It's something that makes me just like, like it's, I'm, it's not, there may not be a story around it, but like, Hey, I'm just, my brain is being strengthened. I'm just like, I like puzzles, I like those things. So I think there's just so many aspects of video games that like, and this is why like somebody's going, I'm going to soapbox rant, soapbox rant here, but like when people are like, do video, you know, do it, does, does the, the child's um, play of video games finally become an adult thing, right? Like you've seen a lot of these commentaries around like, oh, video games are childish. Video games are for kids, right? Like, no, they offer so much more, right? In a way that you actually get to actively engage with. Right. Movies are a passive event. Music is passive. Video games are an active medium. You think you change you dynamically come come away from it. You you are putting a piece of you in it. Right. And I think that that's an interesting story. That's an interesting way for it to evolve. Video games continue to grow, continue to be a huge narrative, a huge, huge industry. Um, and so I think that those are my rants. <laughs> 
Nice. Jesse, before you give yours, just I want to get Andros and Justin, I want you guys to think about the next question here, which is what first party Nintendo character would you hug, marry, or desperately run away from? It's like it's like a a little bit. Don't uh, give the answer just yet. Just think about it. It's a little more PG version of that kiss, marry, kill game. Yes, sure is for sure. So think about that, Jesse. Go ahead. What what do you? Uh, I, what made you? Fall I don't in have love a game. Hobby? I don't have a game in particular. It's just you know this is like I was introduced to games when I was like five or six years old. So it's just you know the a they had games back. Then? I'm just kidding. <laughs> sorry, just <laughs> sorry. Sorry. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm being mean. So it was just the concept of me being able to control something on the on my TV. With a with a controller and have things happen per, because of my input, just you know, as a, a child that young was just amazing to me. You know, as Justin said earlier, you know, even back then it was things was a puzzle to me, and I was wanted to solve it. So, so you know, I never, of course, I never really understood how that stuff worked until I was much older. But just the fact that you know that stuff even existed. In 1979, 1980, was it blew my mind, my five year old mind. <laughs> the other, the other interesting thing that I really like about it now is how it has become. Anyone can be a gamer. Mm-hmm. Any mm-hmm. like it's 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 you know, and you'll have people who are like, I don't play video games, and you're like, really, mom? What do you have on your phone? What are you playing right now? It's just a little bit of Match Three Candy Crush. Like, get out of here, mom. <laughs> right? Like, you're not, you're not. You, you, I mean, you can say you're not a capital G gamer if you want. Fine, whatever. You know, you don't own a, you don't own a system, but gaming has become such a ubiquitous art form and accessibility to us anywhere on any device nowadays. Right? That it's it's from you know from the age of three or four to 99 right anywhere in between and i think that you know our age our generation i think is the first generation that grew up with games right that we evolved and became attached to it you know i think jesse you're probably a little bit outside that realm but i think like when nintendo hit and you just kind of like just became acceptable art form and it just continues to grow um and that like yeah, you don't need to be, you know, you don't need to be especially uh, talented to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and it can also be anything to anyone, right? It can, and, and we can all like very different things. And so there's that community around it. Um, and I think even now, as you think of like the accessibility work that Xbox is doing, PlayStation is doing in regards to an allowing more in, uh, able gamers to be part of those conversations, right? Like it is, it's about inclusivity, despite where we see these ideas of toxicity around the internet and chats and blah, 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 right? And and online, you know, connecting to people in, in speaker chats as well. But I just think it's, um, I think it's an interesting art form. I, yes. I, to that point, I, like when we were kids, I, I mean, like even even as young as I am, when I was a kid, like my parents, gaming was not an, an acceptable thing for parents to be doing, mm-hmm. and and like Nintendo dads would not have existed in the nineties, early two yeah. thousands, but because it was just like not socially acceptable. Where where like you're saying nowadays, everybody games and. Yeah, we we grew up gaming, so now we're having kids that are gamers. It, it's like now, like almost evolved to where like the movie industry is. You know, movies are just ubiquitous with with everyday life. Yeah, and 
just a thing. So that's it's cool. I I'm I'm really glad that I didn't have to you know become an adult, yeah. <laughs> give up video games. Like my my parents just one day just stopped and just didn't yeah. play anymore until you know mobile and gaming I, got and I, and I think a lot of that and I really think a lot of that this will sound odd might actually be the fault of Nintendo because Nintendo positioned their device as a as a to get into the into the, into the market had to be an entertainment system but they were a toy maker it was a toy and if it was a toy it was a children's toy and adults don't play with toys and so i think somewhere in that ideology somewhere in that in that branding created this idea Mm-hmm. that that it is a toy that you just grow out of like you do gi joe's transformers stuff like that when really i think as we were beginning to grow out of it right or when we would have our age would have been growing out of it was really where all of a sudden playstation and xbox came in which was you've grown out of the nintendo now come to us we're true mature gamers right and you're yeah, like, even okay. even like sega was was right doing like, that oh, kind of okay, thing okay we're gonna do this then right and but but i think that that created this kind of weird gap and that all of a sudden people are like, no, it's a toy. Well, n- no, it's it's not. But also the same regards. If anyone if anyone ever says like you've got a grandparent who's like, here's a video game console, oh, you got yourselves a Nintendo there, right? And you're like, no, Dad, it's an Xbox. Oh, the Nintendo? Nope, nope, Sony. You know, like <laughs> it became right. one of these things. And so I think it was such a such a such such a p- pitch at coming back as a toy that it may have actually inhibited some of its growth in regards to what we see nowadays. So true. Great, great so stuff. True. So what did you guys come up with as far as hug Mary and run away? I would hug Kirby. I bet you he is soft like a pillow. <laughs> All right. I would run away from Waluigi or Wario. Wario, okay. I think, would smell like dead fish. And Waluigi, <laughs> Garlic, I feel actually. like he is probably stalking me to murder me. Mm-hmm. And who would I marry? Daisy. All right. All right. Your answer is so polar opposite. I, I will <laughs> run from Daisy, man. Can't stand Daisy. Um, I, I, like, I like, you know, I don't know. So All right. what you got? I next? did back back a long time ago on Nintendo Pals. We, we ranked Nintendo characters as spouses. So I pulled up my old like tier rank list, like who who would beat the best spouse, and you know our top our top pick was Luigi. So may, maybe that's what we got to put in for Mary. Okay. Either that or Isabel, Animal Crossing Isabel. Okay. Because they're just dependable, good, hard workers. You know, yeah, yeah, the great spouse material. I think I think Daisy's got a little bit of crazy, you know what I'm saying? I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot, you know what I'm saying? A little, a little bit of crazy. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. that I think that tells us more about you than her. <laughs> I like <laughs> I like how I like how Sean Capri says Isabel is a Karen. Yeah, I saw that. Isabel is not a Karen. What? The best girl Rosalina. I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay, Rosa, okay, Rosalina's yeah, Rosalina num- might be a second. Rosalina's number three on the on our tier list. I, d- I didn't want to like just give you our whole tier list. Yeah, but, you got to yeah. subscribe to that. Head over to patreon.com slash Nintendo. No, no, no. Rose, Rosalina is probably probably the top pick for okay. for me for, for spouse. Because I'm I'm not gonna marry Luigi. Sorry, I'm not I'm I'm not I'm that kind of guy. Although, you know, plumber, great, great income. He's supportive. He's always 
there for his family and friends. Great guy. So ladies out there, don't, don't, don't sleep on Luigi. He's great, great, great guy. Okay. And that, that's for, that's for Mary. That's you, for Mary. You actually like heard it come out of your mouth and you're like, no, I got to keep moving. I got to keep moving. I'm just going to keep on rolling. Um, hug, man. I was good. I, I, Kirby's got to be a pillow. Yeah, like I just feel like he's probably he, he's got to be like this big in real life, right? Like, how big is Kirby? I'm okay with that. I'm yeah, also I think afraid he's only supposed to be only like a foot or two. I'd yeah. also be afraid going in for the hug that all of a sudden he just sucks you in. Yeah, I, I, man, I don't, I don't know for who's a who's a good hugger. You know, like DK maybe, but I feel like yeah. he'd stink. I'm a monkey, <laughs> probably, <laughs> but he'd be soft and furry. Yeah, he could also crush you. Yeah, that's his prerogative. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, uh, give a hug to Waluigi. Seems like I, I'd, I'd hug, I'd hug Waluigi <laughs> and run away from. I, I got a shout out Nimona in the latest Pokemon game, the the rival. <laughs> I mean, that's like 100%. I didn't think of that, is, but yeah, is her character is the clingy girlfriend. <laughs> I actually like her character in the game, but I mean, she's just like that stereotypical, like. Oh, yeah, she's she's pretty yeah, clean. She, she's a nutcase, but you don't have she's to... still the best character Game Freak has created in the last 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, you don't have to battle with anybody else. You could have all the battles you'll ever need with me. That is an actual line in the game. Ah. Yeah. All right. Nice. Jesse, you got three. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, hug Peach, uh, Mary Rosalina, and <laughs> you take it back. She's hot. <laughs> and oh run yeah, the hell it changes everything. It's okay if they, if they're attractive, if they're creepy. And then run the hell away from Daisy. Yes, get behind you, Jesse. I'm, I got your back. <laughs> Daisy is crazy. Hi, hi, I'm Daisy. You want to hear that every day? You want to hear that every day, Justin? <laughs> Wake up in the morning. Hey. <laughs> It's me, the, Daisy. The, the, the problem is I find Princess Peach. She can't seem to take care of herself. Do you know what I mean? Like continually gets kidnapped, There's, continually yeah. requires someone to go get her. Why are you going like, for the royal family, bitch? Like, you got, you got, like, they're so. Well, that's why I don't want to marry Peach. I feel like Isabel could balance my books. That's fine. That's great. I don't care about that. <laughs> but I want a life partner here. All right. And I, I just think, you know. A little bit of crazy. Is, Isabel is the best, y'all. I, I think, I think, I think is, Isabel. Great. But Rosalina is probably better. <laughs> For me, Mary is going to be Samus, and then I saw uh, that coming. <laughs> run away from Toad. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and then uh, hug. Um, that was that was the one Yoshi. I'd hug Yoshi. Ah, mm. uh, Yoshi. Yoshi'd be a good hugger. Little I, arms. Feel, I feel like Toad would be a good hugger, but he'd hug longer than he should. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like, like that, like three count. You're like, why are we still here? And, he'd be, and then you just, and then you just hear it's like, and you're like, why are you smelling me? <laughs> He's like the definition of clingy. I, yeah. I feel like, like when you think clingy, that's like the first character that comes yeah. to mind from a Nintendo perspective. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, next question is from Zablanc, who is John from the Dads After Dark show. The Last of Us TV series has reported, 
reportedly boosted sales of the game by 200 to 300% in the UK and sent Marty to five stores in an unsuccessful attempt to find one. Do you expect the impact of the Mario movie to be on Nintendo sales? Yes. Do you Before expect the impact of the Mario movie to be what, what games will get the bump? Before we answer that question, interestingly enough, for those of you that are watching The Last of Us, The Last of Us has been filmed was filmed in southern Alberta, which is where I live. So a lot of the set pieces, a lot of the area that you see is in Alberta. In episode four, there is a huge train bridge that is collapsed in the middle. You might have seen it in the promo shot. That is Lethbridge. That train bridge I go past every couple of days. So just interesting. Hopefully not collapsed. Last, last, yeah, no, it's not collapsed. All CG, right? <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, Mario is going to have uh, what game is going to have a bump? It's going to be Odyssey and um, yeah. New Super Mario Bros. Wii U. Yep. Um, it's it's just going to be the two like most recent ones. Maybe, maybe, maybe 3D Mario World. Maker? Yeah, I don't know. Like Mario Maker just isn't like if you go out and search Mario games, Mario Maker is not going to be one of the top ones that comes up. It's It's going to be Odyssey and the wii u one you look at the sales like the wii u one uh, the wii u deluxe which i think is a a trash thing that exists like not 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 that game but just that mario maker hasn't sold better than that game yes because it is 2d mario that makes sense infinite because that makes sense when people are going to search for something hey you know i want to play a mario game which is good out there then if they don't already own it you know, because you got 125 million people who own a Switch. And this this movie is going to make buco bucks. This movie is going to be massive. I, I can see this movie becoming the number one animated movie of all time. And I'll tell you why. It's got the team behind it already has like three or four movies in the top 10, top 15. Mm-hmm. And now it's them with their like they bring they bring money like despicable me minions like they they know how to bring they they know how to bring people in with an ip that is universally recognized as like i mean it is the video game ip mario bros is the number one video game ip of all time and so i i just think that this is a recipe for like bazooka bazillion dollars right (laughs) you know like this is going to be this is going to be a smash hit and so yeah i I think you're going to see even bigger sales bumps and you're going to see they're going to see switch sales bumps and kids kids getting into mario that weren't eric this is see that super mario brothers 2 the movie is greenlit i think before the end of the first week of that movie coming out and that's the reason why I think Nintendo has an increase in production on their Switches, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they, they're kind of seeing that or feeling that, too. Are you going to be here this year? So yeah, I, all right. I don't know of any one game that would get the bump. You know, they'll all probably get a little bit of a lift. But if, you know, my prediction from last year before the movie got delayed was there was going to be some sort of game to tie into the movie. You know that would that would definitely get the biggest bump, <laughs> but but a bump from nothing is is that really a bump? <laughs> I would love something that says like Mario the movie based on the based on the popular video game, and then the video game saying based on the popular movie, based on the popular video game, based on the popular movie. <laughs> Mario like, Bros. The movie, just the, the game, game just the, the game, the movie, movie. <laughs> yep. movie yeah, the like, game, like, the like game. Street like Street Fighter, yeah. 
Yes. Mario Kart is going to get a bump. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody has that already. <laughs> uh, well, Not the people who are buying Switches for the first true. time. That's true. All right. Last question is from somebody named Jesse. Must be a new uh, Patreon. I was listening to the last Patreon-only episode of Nostalgia Cast, and one of them mentioned that Super Mario Bros. 3 was the first video game he remembers playing. What's your first video game that you remember playing? Mine was Pong. Wow. <laughs> that was the first video game I remember playing because that's what got me uh, interested. was like, what is this on the TV that I'm seeing going on here that I can control? With a little paddle. Yeah, it was Pong. I know that this sounds like the lazy, easy answer. It was it was Super Mario Brothers. It was the original for the NES, right? It was it was the double cartridge that had Duck Hunt and Mario in it. Like that was that was the thing that playing it at a friend's house. And you're like, holy cow, this is this is this is game changing. Um, yes. I have two. I don't I don't know like like I just have memories of playing these as very very young. If you say something like Mario Sunshine and when it comes through the screen and punch you. <laughs> uh Super Mario World and That's acceptable. Plock. Oh, of Plock, course. Really? Has to come up sometime, right? <laughs> In the episode. You've got it's your uh, Nintendo brother. Dad's uh, Nintendo Pals bingo card, folks. Plock has now been uh, responsed, uh, so make sure you fill that. <laughs> I, out. I, and this is a legitimate answer to this question. That is one of the earliest games I remember playing is Plock. Cool. Nice. So my answer to my Great own game. question is Space Armada from the Intellivision, which uh, was kind of their clone of Space Invaders at the time. Right. And I asked my son the, that question as well, and his answer was from the PlayStation 2, the, le, the Lego Star Wars. Oh, Lego Star Wars? Okay. That's the first game you have memory of playing? What? He, he, he's 22. <laughs> so this was. That's, that's not that much younger than me. Now you know how we feel. Yeah. Yeah, old man. <laughs> i am an old man uh great question great question from that uh jesse guy that was a good question so he's gonna go somewhere all right that's it that's it thank you andros for joining our show <laughs> thank you tiny, tiny hands tiny and son of a bee. <laughs> thanks for coming on the show again andros that was a lot of fun for and especially just you reaching out saying hey when can i come on the show and it's then like, I was like, hey, can I come on today, actually? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and hey, by, by, got... by myself, I, you know, every, what is it, like quarterly, Justin lets me out of his basement. I can come up and be on the show. <laughs> that is true. Uh, out of in the all fairness, room. by the way, I did get your message and I meant to respond to you yesterday and I just got lost on track and something. So when Tim was like, oh, yeah, Andros coming on the oh, show today. I, I was see like, how it is. I'm the oh. second or possibly third, maybe even fourth. I, I actually reached out to literally everybody else first. Tim. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm the f- I, hey, I get, Sean that's Capri, why could I, I go on to the Nintendo Dance? Four, yeah, number yeah. four. You message Sean and say, can you message Justin for me? <laughs> it's fine. I think, okay. I, messaged, I think I messaged you guys both at like the same time. So that and that was today, not yesterday. So I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. I got one from yesterday. Oh, well. Sorry, Tim. 
It's okay. It's the tiny hands. I didn't know if you could, if if you'd be able to respond. Okay. (laughs) All right. Here we go. YouTube. We have six six thousand six hundred forty two subscribers. Thank you so much for live viewers. I was like, holy cow! Whoa, things have things have grown over there. Twitch over 1,396 followers. And thank you to our 21 Twitch subscribers who also get access to our Discord community and activities. So don't forget about that. You can join in on our uh, dinner tables and stuff like that. Get 20% off your Manscaped order with free shipping and the Nindad's code over at manscaped.com. Don't forget about that. Check out our merch store via nintendodads.org slash merch. We just added some new merchandise, in fact. Yeah, we did. Uh, some new stuff to put on shirts and and bottles and stuff like that so hopefully by the next show i'll have something to show off on screen so you get to see that with your eyes so anyways huge thanks to our patreon producers dave ernsberger rj kern and jacqueline amira check out our website again nintendodads.org to get our latest youtube videos tweets and podcast episodes links to all our social media and our patreon page and the nintendo dad shop for nintendo dad's merch Or you can find us all over on the social medias like Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube by typing Nintendo Dads. Or email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail. We love voicemails. 92925NDADS or 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music played throughout the show. And don't forget, you can download our show or any of our other family of podcast shows on your favorite podcast app of choice like Castbox, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or Spotify. This list needs to be updated. Hey, hey, yeah. leave these leave these guys a five star review. It's yes. great. It's great stuff. It helps them out. Any of these type of apps that you use, if you can leave a review, please do that. We want five stars or ten stars or ten points, whatever. We want to use those things so that we can get high points. Thank you very much. This is the Nintendo Dad signing off. Good night. Yay! Tiny <laughs> hand Tim is frightening, but I'm here for it. You know? <laughs>